Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. What's going on, K and K Walk and Jay? <laughs> all is well, all is well. Looking forward to another great one, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, everything's okay, Britt. Everything's all right. Hoping we have a nice show tonight. Now we could go at each other today, Jay, because we both <laughs> lost. Let's just be real. It's okay. <laughs> Because I'm definitely going dish it, so hey. I'm okay if you dish it back. And, and Brent, I, I, was, I was hoping we were going to talk a little baseball tonight. Or, uh, <laughs> Australian Open, I think indeed of the Joker, go head up tonight. You know, we don't we don't have to talk about it if y'all don't want to. All right, how about this? I'll stall for about a couple of minutes because you know what I realized while the intro was playing? I don't know if we ever really spoke about where those clips came from. So K-Walk was in the uh, intro making this miraculous catch. Don't know what game it was from. Jay wow. was seen making this incredible pick. If y'all want to just take two seconds real quick, if you can remember, no disrespect, but you guys are a little bit nah, older. Nah. You, you don't forget. You don't forget. Yeah, you don't forget. <laughs> oh, nah, forget Jay, I'm going to come to you first. Uh, you this safety DB. You made this miraculous catch. Who was that against? <laughs> Mine was on the road at Purdue, uh, third quarter. <laughs> Drew Brees was the opposing QB. Drew, Drew Brees, the young, I think he was a, a, a true freshman at the time. Mm-hmm. So got, got one yeah. off of Drew. Uh, only thing I'm mad about is I didn't score. Uh I let that Joker tackle me. Like, yeah, Jay, that man, looked like a pick six, bro. Yeah, man, I should have scored. No question about it. So, yeah. But just to say, I actually picked off Drew Brees. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. I got Drew. I got there Drew. You go. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, Jay Clip, you made this incredible sideline catch. Like, my yeah. goodness. Yeah, that that was against Pitt, um, in the old old Veteran Stadium in Philadelphia. So oh, you okay. probably would appreciate you would probably appreciate that, Britt. Um, you know, in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that was against uh, Hank Botee, who uh, ultimately got drafted by the Jets. So um, you know, so you know, uh, it was it was good game. We wanted to win in that game too. I know Temple don't win too many, but we definitely won that one. For yeah, sure. that was a nice grab, two K. Well, appreciate it, appreciate it, guys. Well- Somehow in the future, hopefully that change. It's been many, 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 many years. <laughs> um, wow. Hopefully, hopefully that, that changes, but we'll we'll see what happens when it comes to Temple. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't really have any clips. It was just my photo <laughs> shoot. I was in a magazine uh about a year or so ago. So that's just where mine came from. Now mine's not as exciting as making well, miraculous catches. What a glimpse of that handle, Britt. We, we got to see uh, a little know, crossover a little between and the legs. The funny part, when you look at it, I actually messed up. <laughs> and I started laughing a little bit. So I can actually do better. But I mean, whenever y'all ready, it's a little cold now. So we got to find a gym. But yeah, right. Let me know. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get started because we got to get to this. And Jay, you know where I'm starting. Let's start with them boys. Let's do it. Nope, that's not where I was starting. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm going to start with those Eagles. Okay. That's that's the most recent game. That's what we remember just from last (laughs) night. The debacle (laughs) of the season, basically. The saddeningness. I don't know what happened. But point is, the Eagles lose a terrible one, 32-9. to nine to the not even so great 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I guess in this situation, they were great <laughs> compared to the Philadelphia Eagles. What were your thoughts watching this game? Jay, I'm going to come to you first. You know, it's funny, Brick, because sometimes you can watch a, a, a series or two, and I, and I feel like you can kind of have a feel for the football game. And after even just watching Tampa Bay's first drive, I said, Philly's in trouble. Like they just didn't not not I don't want to say they didn't look like they were ready to play, but they just weren't fully engaged. Like I don't I don't know if I've seen a team in the playoffs tackle that poorly and not even so much the bad tackling, but also just the lack of effort when it when it came to the tackling. Mm -hmm. So that was eye opening to me really early in the game. And I, I said, Philly is absolutely in trouble. And then even though they hung around, I thought Tampa had some opportunities to really extend the lead in the first half, but they kept settling for three. So Philly was hanging around in the first half, but I never really felt like they were going to win that football game. I, I, I think the Eagles, you know, I, to me, and I, I could be 100% wrong about this, but they look like a team that doesn't like each other. Like there's always some yeah. ring. There's always like like some sort of drama <laughs> going on, on the sideline. To me, they don't look like a team that really enjoys playing together. Now that could be, you know, for a multitude of reasons, but I just think they have some stuff to figure out in the offseason. Obviously, they have a talented roster, so I don't feel like they really need to make wholesale <clears throat> changes, but I do think they gotta look at the head coach. I do think they have to look at those coordinator mm -hmm. positions and figure out if, if those are the right guys to lead this team in the future. Jay, uh, before I move on from, from you, before me or K-Rock speak, did you, did, do you think it was a smart move for the organization to go from Sean Desai to Matt Patricia? Matt Patricia, oh, I can't say his last name. Patricia. Patricia, thank yeah. you, thank you. Mm -hmm. um, with only four weeks left in this regular season. No, Britt, I, I didn't understand it. And the reason why is because you're mm -hmm. not going to implement a new defensive scheme that late into the season. Like, it's mm -hmm. not like if, if Patricia wanted to run a completely different defense, mm -hmm. there was no way that late in the season he was going to implement a new scheme. Now, maybe a wrinkle here or there, but mm -hmm. really he's running the same defense. He's right. just calling it the way that he sees it. So I, I don't think they got a whole lot of benefit from that. Yeah. And then I think on the other side of it, you know, it, it, it could be an issue where now the team is kind of looking around like what's going on, you know, mm -hmm. you know, we're making a change. Is it really that bad? So I think that whole thing kind of blew up in their face, making that switch. Obviously they didn't play any better once they made the switch. So I thought that was a bad move all the way around. Okay. Well, now I know there's, there's so much talent. Regardless if A.J. Brown was out, there's still a lot of talent on that offensive yeah. side of the ball. What do you think potentially could have gone wrong with this offense? Yeah, I, I don't know, Britt. I mean, you, you look at it, and it just seems like it was so vanilla. Everything was just – there was no uh, – you know, there was no creativity there, you know, whatsoever. It was just basically, you know, Jalen Hurts, is a, it was either the read option or him mm -hmm. dropping back and just hoping a guy gets open. And then that offensive line uh, shut down. The protection of that offensive line kind of shut down. So it leads me to believe mm -hmm. what Jay alluded to a little bit earlier is that they, they started not to like each other. I don't know what happened there. You know, they went 10 and one to start the season. They came back, they ran it back, you know, after, you know, you know, losing in the Super Bowl in the fashion that they did, everyone was on board. 
a lot of people, you know, you know, uh, pointing fingers at, you know, they're losing their, their offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator mm -hmm. as well. But a lot of people didn't really think it was a big deal, you know, because they had, mm -hmm. like Jay alluded to, they had the talent. They have the talent there. But so, I don't know what happened, Britt. I really don't know what, what to put my how to put, you know, where you put your fingers on. Was it, um, you know, was it Sirianni? Was it the, the lack of experience by, by uh, both coordinators? Mm -hmm. But you, I don't know if you could put your finger on that because they started ten and one, and ten and one is ten and one, no matter how you look at it, or no matter no matter how you uh, you win the game. But going back to your initial question, um, yeah, I, it's, I just think that the the offense there was no creativity there. It was just step back, and it was kind of like that, you know that mm -hmm. uh, that you know that backyard that you know recess that's you know you know that pickup game type football, if you will, right. just step back and get open, you know, run to the Cadillac and you know and turn around, you know that type deal. You know, yeah, I said Cadillac. Yeah, I'm aging myself, ladies and gentlemen. But <laughs> yeah, you know, run to, run to the car and, and, and turn around. And, and it just yeah. was no creativity there. So I, I don't know who you who you blame that on. Obviously, you blame it on the offensive coordinator because they're calling those plays. A mm -hmm. lot of people want to put it on, on Sirianni. I know we're going to talk about Sirianni, so I won't dive in too much or how I feel about that. But I just think uh, to answer your question, Brett, there was just no creativity there on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> Hmm. I kind of knew it. I, you know, I've told you guys this a thousand times. So my expectation, if I can recall last week, what did I say? I said the Bucks were going to win this game. Um, now you will hope that the team, an experienced team, will at least go out fighting. Yeah. <laughs> there was no fight yeah. in this team. Yeah. Zero. There was no fight. I don't know how many times we've seen four Eagles around a Bucks player and just didn't tackle them. It looked like they was making more business decisions than anything I want that It's like, uh, it's not really worth it. Um, and then for I know a lot of people have been giving flack to the young guys, the young players. They don't get as much flack because they're the young guys, you know, they're first year, second year players, they're trying to learn, they're trying to understand. And when you make such a drastic change at the defensive coordinator spot, as Jay alluded to earlier, um, how are you going to learn two concepts in less than four years? I mean, less yeah. than four weeks. I said four years. I'm going to say four weeks. You Got know, it. your mind is still on Sean Desai's defensive scheme and how he runs things. But now Matt Patricia comes in. Now I can say his name. He comes in <laughs> um, and he's going to have different terminology. He's going to want you to line up differently. He's going to want you to see the field differently. That's confusing, especially for young players coming in. And you can see that on a defensive side. They look lost. They look confused. And when they had the opportunity to make a play, at that point, I just feel like they didn't get, they didn't care enough to do anything. Um, I see a team that does not believe in their coaching and what the coaches are calling. I, I really do. And you could tell this has been going on for weeks weeks even during that 10 and one run you can see the frustration remember aj brown was frustrated before they were 10 and one yeah he's expressing yeah. his frustration prior to 10 and one and how the offense was being ran he didn't he didn't like it you know now things are coming out that jalen hurts wanted a short to intermediate uh, uh more passing offense you know and then you incorporate the run game a lot within that but instead, you see a blitz. How do you not know how to stop the blitz? How do, I don't understand. That is basic high school elementary concept of football, and they could not stop the blitz. And again, Arizona blitzed them. Giants blitzed them twice. Um, and if you think about it, they probably should have lost that first Giants game. Yeah. And then 
Tampa Bay, you look at top the Tabos. That's his name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You look at Tabo's face. He like this is the easiest matchup ever. All we're gonna do is blitz. He looked so relaxed. He didn't. He looked like he was not worried the entire football game because he knew the Eagles' offense had no answer for um, the blitz, and it killed them all night long. Regardless of what people want to say, to me, this is on Sirianni. This is your offense. Yes, you have Brian Johnson calling your offense. It has come out that Brian Johnson is trying to incorporate his offense, but it's hard for him because Nick Sirianni is like, no, use this offense right here. Jalen Hurts is known to be frustrated. K-Rock, you just alluded to We just seen Jalen Hurts and how he interacted with Dallas Goddard yesterday. Yeah. He was just looking like, your quarterback checked out. The quarterback was checked out of the game. Clearly checked out. He was just like, I'm over it. And I don't know if you guys heard the post-game conference. They asked Jalen Hurts. They said to him, they said, um, "What do you? how do you feel about Nick Sirianni potentially leaving or whatever he may say, whatever the question, how to, ever the question went. He basically answered, I didn't know he was leaving. There was no, I hope he comes back. We can yeah. work on some things. There was no confidence <laughs> in him yeah. wanting Nick Sirianni back. And to me, that's very telling. That That tells me a lot. These players don't believe in this head coach anymore. Um, and last year shows you who was the important piece on the offensive side and who brought it together, and that's Shane Steichen. If I hear one more time a player says there's communication problems, that has been from week one to the playoff game. That's a coaching issue. Um, but to go along with this, does Nick Sirianni need to be fired? Yes. First three seasons, the NFL head coach playoffs lost in the first round super bowl lost the super bowl and then this year lost in the first round again to the bucks do you think he needs to be fired okay welcome come to you first I, you know what Britt? it's hard for me to say that because i don't know if you could put all of this on Sirianni. because again it goes back to what i, I alluded to earlier is that though they were in a super bowl they were one play away initially um you know as far as winning the super bowl that a lot of people are pulling that holding call you know, you know, as the difference in that game last year in in the uh, in the Super Bowl, and then again they started off ten and one. They started off ten and one. Where was the disconnect? I mean, we had the same. You had the same players. You had the same coordinators up until that. You know that that twelfth game. So what happened there? Um, we don't really know. So I don't know if you could put it on Sirianni. Mm-hmm. There's a lot not not being told here. There's a lot not being told here because there's something happened. It could be AJ Brown. You could point the fingers at that situation with the AJ Brown. You could point the fingers at the 49ers game. A lot of 49ers players, like you know, a lot of 49ers fans want to say it's the 49ers. The 49ers messed up their psyche after they waited to beat them. I'm not on that board, but I, I just don't know where the disconnect is. So mm-hmm. to answer the question, I don't think you could put it on Sirianni. I, I really don't because he he you know I think at one point. Where was Jalen Church record? Like 20, 25 and two, whatever his record was up until that point where they, you know, they lost that 12th game or that 12th game that, that they that that's when they went downhill there. I, I don't know, uh, Britt. I, you really have to ask these guys and you really have to ask in each individual per, uh, person in that locker room to say what happened. Everyone in that locker room knows. I personally looking from the outside, uh, the outside looking in, I don't think you could put it on Sirianni because Sirianni once started 10 and one. So something happened there. I don't know what it is. And I don't think it's Sirianni's fault. So no, I don't, 
I don't think you know, Jeffrey Lori, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Lori's face may say something different when we saw him at the end of that game when they showed, you know, a right. clip of him, you know. I and right. he may he, that that picture may say something mm-hmm. different, but I, I don't think I don't think Sirianni needs to be fired in this case. Um I don't think Sirianni has any idea what he's doing. Um, there was a reason wow. after his first year. Well, think about it. The middle of his first year, he all of a sudden decides to turn the play calling duties over to Shane Steichen um, real quick, um, you know, so he could so-called manage the game, you know, be able to manage both sides. There's a reason behind that, you know, whether they want to tell us or not. You know, there's a reason why um, there have been execs that said, we don't think Nick Sirianni is ready just yet. Um, look at what Shane Steichen is doing with the Colts. A lot of stuff that he's doing with the Colts. He took Garner Minshew to the playoffs, <laughs> you know. And granted, I'm not going to sit and knock Sirianni because he has done a lot for the Eagles. So I shouldn't knock him per se. But I told you guys, I'm not so hyped up on Sirianni. I, I, I think he's he can relate to the players a little bit, but I think when it comes down to play calling, there are some struggles there. Um, do I think he needs to be fired? If he doesn't, I think the organization is going to step in and say, here, you want to hire these coordinators. The similar situation that they did with Doug Peterson, but Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl. Doug Peterson was like, no, I'm not doing that. Um, I think Nick Sirianni, he's still a lot younger, hasn't won a Super Bowl. I think he'll be more willing to do that. Um, but there's something to say about communication, not being organized, not being ready. How are you not ready to play these football games? How are you not able to tackle? I understand it's a want, it's a will, it's an effort thing, but something else is going on in this organization, right? And I don't think it's just all on the coaching staff. Of course, the players have to take accountability as well, but I think there's an organizational philosophy issue as well. And that's on Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman. especially with this Vic Fangio defense. They have been stuck with this Vic Fangio defense since they won the Super Bowl. And maybe that's an ego thing or whatnot, but they don't seem to want to get rid of it. And now it's biting them in the butt right now. Uh, You decide you don't want to invest in linebackers. You decide you don't want to invest in safeties. Now it's biting you in the butt because you get killed in that uh, over over the middle of that field. Linebackers can't even come up and tackle anybody at all. Um, So something else has to change. But unfortunately, Nick Sirianni, do I think they may fire him? No, because he has accomplished a lot. But I think he will be on a hot seat if they do not fire him. Oh, for sure. Another for season sure. like this. Because um, if you that quick to get firing Chip Kelly and Doug Peterson, I think you'll be just as fast as getting rid of uh, Nick Sirianni. And you're not going to get rid of your quarterback or your top end wide receivers. So he'll be the first to go to figure it out. But Jay, your thoughts. Do you think he needs to be fired? Um. You know, I, I think they got to take a hard look at it, Britt, because look, and, and I know the Eagles started 10 and one, but like even when they were 10 and one, to me, it something always looked off, right? But, but mm-hmm. K Walk, you're right. I mean, you got to give them, if you're going to blame him for the losses, you got to give him credit for the wins. And I don't even necessarily, Britt, blame him for like turning over the play column because. I mean, I think a lot of coaches do that. I do think it's hard to be a head coach and also right. call an offense or a defense. There's some that do it, but they're kind of few and far between. 
for me, the thing that I don't like about Sirianni is it, it's his demeanor. And and I and I, you know, and maybe I shouldn't hold that against him. I just don't like the way that he carries himself on the sideline. He right. he seems like he's always like a second away from just becoming unhinged, just losing his control, yelling at a ref, whatever the case may be. I just don't love how he carries himself as a head coach. But then I think the biggest thing, Britt, that, that we have to look at is did he lose the locker room? Like, was that effort, you know, because they don't respect him? Was that lack of tackling because they don't, right. they're not hearing the message coming from the head guy? If he's lost the locker room mm-hmm. and the guys are looking at him saying, look, we, we don't respect this guy. Like, we're right. not going to receive the message that he's given us. Then you right. absolutely have to fire him. I, I don't think mm-hmm. there's any question about that. So I think that's really the question that needs to be asked. Do the guys still respect him as the head coach? Because if they don't, he's got to go. And then I also think you can fault him for those Mm -hmm. coordinator hires. I mean, look, it's not his fault that the guys that were working got head coaching Mm -hmm. jobs, but I don't think the guys that were hired were necessarily ready to take on that job. So there's a lot of blame Mm -hmm. to go around, but I think you got to start with him and and find out if he can still lead this team. And honestly, I'm not sure he can, Britt, so – I'm with you. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they mm-hmm. made a change. It's just too telling of a lot of things. You have so much talent, especially on the offensive side of the ball. You know, defense, you're still more young and you try to piece things together over the course of the season. So you get a little leeway on that side. Um, but we have seen defenses with less talent figure it out, work together, come together, figure things out. You, again, you can't figure out the blitz. <laughs> And I don't mean to keep going back on that, but you can't figure. Let me show y'all something. Let, let's see if I and let me let me tell y'all. And then we got to move on because we waste some lives on here. But it's a good conversation. I'm enjoying it. Ah, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to show you guys it, unfortunately. Um, but it was a one play where, yeah, it's not on here. Okay, so I'm not gonna be able to show you guys that particular one, man. Okay. But it was one play. Um, you know what? I'm going to text you guys, and then you guys tell me what you think. How about that? All right. Um, but in the meantime, K-Walk, just give us your thoughts on Brian Johnson <laughs> so it's not quiet. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I, I guess you, if you look at it again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's just, it's just uh, he's the defensive coordinator, correct? Or the offensive mm-hmm. coordinator? No, uh, offensive coordinator. Offensive coordinator. coordinator. Yeah, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. It just seems like it was so blah, but I, I don't know. Something happened. Something was said. Something was done that were these mm-hmm. guys checked out, man. They checked out for whatever reason because, again, 10 and 1 is 10 and 1, and you're coming right. off. I know they weren't the coordinator. He wasn't the coordinator last year. And again, I have to go back to Sirianni. I, I think you, you can't put this on Sirianni, to be perfectly honest with you. Something was said, something was done. It was in-house. They kept it in-house, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, for whatever reason. And but the play, like you mentioned it, Britt, the play on the field showed you that they didn't want to play for Nick Sirianni uh any longer. And and again, okay, walk. K walk like that. That's my point, though. Like for so number one, like if you like, let's go with your theory that maybe something was said, something was mm-hmm. done, something happened mm-hmm. within that locker room. Yeah. Like if you think about a different coach, like 
with strong leadership skills, like maybe like a Mike Tomlin or somebody like that, you would think a coach like that would be able to squash that. Like these are professionals. You are a professional right. football player. Yeah. Whatever was said, whatever was done, we still have a job to do. And then you just said it. You just said, hey, I don't know if these guys really want to play for Sirianni. Like, yeah. If that's the case, don't you think he's got to go? Well, I mean, if you look at it from that standpoint, yeah, you definitely he has to go. But I'm mm -hmm. saying I don't think you could put it on him. I don't think what happened was his fault. That's basically what I'm saying. I don't think what happened was his fault was his fault. But if that was the case, if that were the case, then yeah, he he has to go. Who are you going to bring in here now? Who are you going to bring in now? You're going to bring in a right. Belichick. You're going to bring oh, whomever. But the case may be, whatever the case may be is I think you have to put a lot of this on the players as well because, you know, you know, as, you know, even though you don't like your head coach, maybe you don't want to play for him anymore or whatever, play for yourself. Play for your guy next to you who's lining up next to you, to the left of you, to the right of you, to line up for, for those guys. Line up for the fans, you know, that come out there each and every mm -hmm. way. You know how, you know how passionate the, the Eagles fans are. Go out there and do it. And if you go out there and win each and every week and you go ultimately get to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl and you did it despite the uh, despite Sirianni, then you could say, you know what, we did this before us. We didn't know, you know, like in Rocky Four right. when, when Drago was like, Y'all say blah, you know, for me, for me, that type deal. You know, yeah, yeah. I speak a little Russian. I think, that's that's extended. I think Russian, that only yeah. I think that can only go but so far, right? I still think that it's the coach's job to put these players in the best position possible to succeed. I think they if did. Look, I think he. I think they he, did. They just didn't execute. Not with these play calls, but you said it earlier. There's no creativity. It's so predictable, right? That's you know. That's you, you don't even know what to do with the blitz. You know, look at your uh, your phones real fast. Yes, we live on air. I'm asking my co-hosts to look yeah, at their I'm, phones. I'm looking at it right now, Britt. Um, and it was right on now. Twitter. So for those who, you know, if you're active on Twitter, you can see it right on Twitter. That was against the blitz. Nobody's running across the middle. If you look, they're all on the same size, running into each other constantly. They're not playing for him. That's not yeah, just on yeah. Brian. And I understand Brian Johnson's yeah. the offensive coordinator, but he only calling the plays that is afforded to him. And now maybe, but that play in itself is no creativity. Now, I don't know if it's a miscommunication or whatnot. Right. They, but they, 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 what they, I'm they, saying they, is, what I'm saying yeah, is, they're, it's a constant thing with these plays, right? I, I know people like, oh, Brian Johnson thinks he shouldn't have called that particular play at that particular time. But every play is almost like this. And that's my problem. This is Nick, Nick Sariani. This is his play calls. These, these are his plays, not his play calls. These are his plays from his playbook. Um, there's nothing. Brent, that wasn't the play call. That wasn't the play call. I'm going to tell you why. Because any, uh, any uh, offense that you see, you read the blitz, and every single player on that offense knows how to read the blitz. They read guys. They read two guys. They read their two more than one, more than two guys. I mean, if two guys are coming, you read mm -hmm. it and you read it. You read a you read a linebacker. You read a safety. You read a corner, and you read a, and you read a, who's ever coming. If, if two if two or more guys are coming, you break your routes off. They never broke the routes off, <laughs> so that means that they told me that you know they said blank the blitz, blank the blitz, blank the play call. Mm. I'm not adjusting. So that goes again. They're not playing for Sirianni. Do I think he needs to get fired? No. Should he get fired? Yes. <laughs> can I can I say that? Can I say that? Okay. Because yeah, we'll, we'll, say that. we'll say that. Because right. you're right. Like the results, right? He probably yeah. shouldn't be fired. He he's been yeah. to the playoffs three years in a row. Was in the Super Bowl last year. So if you're just talking results, like okay, this guy should come back. Yeah. But 
if we're talking about some of these other things, if they're true, then I agree. Like, yeah, yeah. maybe he shouldn't mm-hmm. be fired, but maybe he has to be fired if if the if the respect is gone. If he lost the locker room, then I don't think they have any choice. Yeah, because I guarantee that play that you just sent to us real quick, Britt, I guarantee mm-hmm. that play that you sent to us just now wasn't, it was probably called, it wasn't called, first of all, it wasn't called. And if it was called, those guys weren't adjusting. They were just looking downfield. And I said, I'm just going to run the route that was called because there was no creativity there, one. And two, you got to break that off. You got to run a slant. You got to run a, an but out route, a quick out route. Yeah. To the coaching, because that has been a continuous problem for weeks. That's not just yesterday. That yeah, wasn't just that one play yesterday, right? That wasn't just that one play yesterday. I've seen it multiple times yesterday. Yeah, this has yes. been going on for probably over two months. If you ask me, no, like absolutely. Jay said, this has been going on way before that whole ten and one. You know, I've seen it during the Jets game. Remember, they got killed by the Jets, and the Jets lost their quarterback, and they couldn't do anything. So, there's it, they they don't believe in what this coaching staff is doing. And unfortunately, the head of that coaching staff is Nick Sirianni. And when your quarterback does not have a confidence um, in your head coach, and it's very telling by the way he answered, do you want Nick Sirianni on this team next year, basically? And he said, I didn't know he was going anywhere. Instead of saying, yeah, I want him back. To me, that's a problem. And that's not the only incident. You know, they asked him about the guys in the locker room. You know, he says, oh, yeah, I love my guys. I want all my guys back. But when they specifically asked him about the head coach, he gave a whole roundabout answer. Like, we ain't going to be able to read through it. Jalen, I love you. I respect you. But we all grown. We can read right through that answer. And yeah, that is yeah. what it is. We can read Uncle right Shay through it. Uncle Shay Shay, get him on the get, get him on the show, man, and see what that's really about. <laughs> we need Ask him what that's really about. We yeah, got to I, I need it. Yeah. We so, gotta get Seth Joyner on this show some way somehow. So Seth Joyner, you see out that, there, about that. we gotta get you on this show because he knows he knows what the deal is. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Uh we spent a long time on the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles and all their problems. Um, so we're gonna have to head into break. But when we come back, we're gonna talk about the Dallas Cowboys. We gotta get into that, and also want to get into a, another <clears> couple <throat> of NFL. <sighs> questions i kind of feel better now that we got rid of off the eagles i ain't gonna lie i'm, I'm glad that eagle season is over it was just a debacle <laughs> it was a debacle i'm not gonna lie um i got a video to play for y'all i'm trying to figure out if i should play it now or if i should play it prior to uh, uh when jay prior to your break jay so i'm trying to figure it out mm, i'll play it later <laughs> no what no forget it i'll play it now and then we'll uh we'll use it as a break. It's long enough. All that right. Sounds good. So what I'm gonna ask for those who are watching, uh, please subscribe to our YouTube, please share, like, comment to our YouTube. Again, if you um ask us a question, make a statement to us live on air, we will do our best to get to the question or to answer your question and to uh throw you a shout out. Um, but please, please subscribe like and comment again we're also on twitter or x is called now at the sideline speaks and anywhere you can listen to your podcast all right let's go pull it up now i'm excited Britt. what you got for us it's coming up look at him joke (laughs) (laughs) look at him suffer (laughs) (laughs) 
And I was stupid, I was foolish, I was lying to myself. I'm gonna get it together, I swear I'm gonna get it together. You having an unnatural allegiance to losers is not like <laughs> There's my guy. And, uh, and if he do leave me, you know, it's always love. And, you know, I might, he might take me with him, you know? <laughs> wow. Wow. <clears throat> wow. He's still playing catch up, though, Jay. <clears throat> wow. So, All right, hey, guys, Jay. we back. Wow. That, that was rough. Wow. <laughs> But I tell you one thing, Jay. In your defense, twenty nine years in Cali, because you guys won more won recently, more recently than when I have. They're still <laughs> yeah. playing catch up. Man. They're still playing catch up. Wow, that hey, was well, rough right there. Don't, don't don't try to make it. I ain't got I ain't got no rivals to the forty nine ers. My rivals are all the punches on that. But anyway, Dang. welcome back. No, welcome no, back. no. Go ahead, Jay. No, no wonder she was doing her her, her uh, homeroom homework. <laughs> right, right, man. Welcome back Inside to Sidelines Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on wow. Never Had a So Good Sports Media Network. Yes, I use that presentation as our break. Um, wow. You can hear us probably laughing in the background <laughs> because it was funny. Uh, but now let's get into it. Jay, I'm sorry you had it coming because you spoke a lot of crap the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I was Matter confident. Fact, during our straight collapse, the Eagles collapse, you kept coming at me. I mean, I respect this, this is what happens, but I had one coming back for you. So uh there you go. Where's that? Where's good. that Super Bowl? Where's you that Super Bowl? Good. That's, good. <laughs> that was a good one, Let's let's get into it. Um Jay's team, although he tried to switch mid-game, y'all. I probably shouldn't tell you. He, tried to switch. he ain't have to say that. I'm calling you out mid-game. That's what happens when you choose the Cowboys. You can chose any other team. I want to come at you like this. Mid-game, you tried to go to K-Walks 49ers. And, of course, I turned in and said, heck, no, especially not during no playoffs. But as we all know, the Dallas Cowboys lost. Got blown out. I could care less what the final score said, just like my Eagles. And I'll kill my Eagles too. But they got blown out by the seventh seed Packers. First time in NFL history <clears throat> that a top tier seed got beat by the lowest seed, which is the seventh seed. 
grant they only had seven seats started 2020 but still it counts uh 40 was it 48 to 32. is it time for the cowboys to blow it up jam will come to you last k walk well, we say blow it up, but we talking about the the head coach and 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 Dak Prescott because I, I think that you know that's what, that's what I'm thinking. I'm looking at it when I hear the word blow it up. Blow it up is get rid of Dak Prescott. I I think McCarthy has to go. I think that's mm-hmm. evident. We saw that in the last two three years. He just has no concept of 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 how to get it done. I mean, he he really doesn't. And then Dak falls suit into that. So to blow it up. Um, I think you keep Dak because the reason why I say you keep Dak is bad as Dak played, um, you know, uh, yesterday. I think that the, ultimately what happened was, you know, Dak was just nervous, man. Dak's like a, a deer in headlights, man. He just once he sees something, man, he and he doesn't like it. He goes away. He goes away. He goes away from that. Him and uh, CeeDee Lamb weren't on the same page. He was constantly bickering, not bickering, but they were constantly talking about why that throw didn't happen and so forth and so on. But you have to put a lot of that on CeeDee Lamb too because some of those throws that uh, that Dak threw to CeeDee Lamb, CeeDee Lamb as a great uh, receiver that he is, one of the top receivers in the league, he's got to make some of those catches, man. He's got to build a Dak out, if you will. I think you keep Dak because you know quarterbacks, franchise quarterbacks are hard to come by. Um, ladies and gentlemen, you ask you ask Atlanta, you ask uh, Minnesota, you 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 ask these guys that are you know are constantly looking for uh, a franchise quarterback. Uh, Pittsburgh uh, is another mm-hmm. one I want to throw out there real quick. But um, yeah, it's hard. I think you keep Dak. I think you got to move on from McCarthy. Who that other guy will be is is you know remains to be seen, but you know because we know how Jerry Jones is. Jerry Jones wants to be that guy who that you know he pulls all the strings and he wants to you know be that puppet master, uh, you know if if you will. So don't blow it up as far as keeping uh, getting rid of Dak. Keep Dak for sure. Mm-hmm. Just bring a guy that is a quarterback. I mean a, a head coach. I think you need an offensive minded head coach uh, for sure. Um, unless they used, uh, I know it looks like they're going to lose Dan Quinn there, which is going to be rough for them, but keep, uh, keep, uh, keep Dak. And uh, you got, I think McCarthy's days are numbered for, for sure. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Now as the Eagles fans, I say, keep them all, keep Mike McCarthy, <laughs> keep Dak Prescott, just keep them all. Now you might lose Michael Parsons, uh, but they're going to franchise tag him. So he's not getting away too soon. <laughs> he's still on his rookie guy. Um, how many years has he been in the league now? Three. Um, he it's time for him to be an extension. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Uh, is it? You're on mute, Jack. I think this might be four years now, because yeah. I think he's a five-year. He's going in for right? extension. He's been in that league. Been level. Yeah, they. I will. Wow. They better give him an extension. Oh, time goes fast. <laughs> I was thinking three, yeah. but maybe it maybe it has been four. Oh, yeah. Was it three or? Four? Maybe, Maybe it, it could be, it could be, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. But anyway, the extension frozen. will be coming up very soon, the extension yeah. conversation. Um, but yeah, keep, in my opinion, keep them all. But <laughs> to what K-Walk alluded to, it is very hard to find a franchise quarterback. You know, you have teams out here who have all types of talent on the team, but they cannot find that one good guy at the quarterback position. Um even sometimes you draft a top five quarterback and he does not pan out. And we have seen that countless and countless of times. So I do agree with you. Um, keep Dak Prescott. Thank you. <laughs> um, but Mike McCarthy does have to go. I don't know who you could put in his place to really help Dak Prescott, because I think this is all on Dak Prescott, if you ask me. 
they done had all they had all types of coordinators come in. Granted, you had Jason Garrett. If you want to look at him as a Nick Sirianni type <clears> of coach, <throat> then that's fine. But the coordinators hopefully can kind of help you out a little bit. They just had someone last year, and we everybody thought, oh wow, they have this high power offense. And they they fell once again. Um, he went to the Chargers. I forgot his name. Uh, former QB, I think he was. Um, oh, um, I, I can't think of his name. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah um, same um, similar situation. So you fired him, you know, and they were racking up points with him, scoring a lot, very productive on the offensive side. <clears> to get turned to Mike McCarthy, everybody said things were different this year. It could feel it feels different. Jay, you even said it. <laughs> um, it feels different. But what's the problem? There's something that's a problem. And if you ask me, his name is Jerry Jones. I think he has too much of a of a strangle, of a stronghold on this, uh, on how the way this team is ran. And he just need to lighten up. Allow your coaches to do what you hired them to do. Allow your recruiters to do what you hired them to do. Stop having so much say so. You know, when he goes out to the media, to me, he puts even more pressure on this organization and being in the cowboy spotlight. That's a whole lot of pressure there in itself. Yeah. So Jerry Kellen Jones, Moore. He's Kellen Kellen Moore. Moore. Yes. Kellen yes. Moore. Um, so Jerry Jones just needs to shut his mouth, go behind the scenes. <clears throat> you can do all the talking you want behind the scenes. Nobody's telling you to be quiet completely. Just stop being so much in the face, uh, in front of the media constantly. Because <clears throat> I think your players are starting to feel it. Actually, they've been feeling it for the last 29 years and counting. So I don't think anything will change, change until Jerry Jones decides to um, release his stronghold on on the team itself. That's my thoughts, Jay. You know, my, my thoughts have changed on this over the last 24 hours. At first, after the game, I was like, they just need to blow the whole thing up. Like, blow it up, start over. But that, that wouldn't be smart because – Dallas has a good – like, they have good players on their roster. So, I, I think blowing it up and trying to start over, I, I think you set yourself back four or five years if you do that. I do think McCarthy has to go. He got he got outcoached on Saturday in a, in a way that I wasn't expecting, like not in the typical McCarthy way. Like, usually it's okay, a bonehead timeout yeah. or a clock mismanagement right. or just something really stupid happens. This was like total game plan. Like Green Bay came in with a game plan that Dallas clearly was not ready for. And then offensively, Dallas had a game plan that that seemed to work against their strengths. I mean, the announcers Mm -hmm. were pointing out that Green Bay likes to play with five down linemen on early downs. And Dallas keeps trying to run the ball into that when Dallas Mm -hmm. has been throwing the ball on first down all season long. So Dallas's game plan was really a head scratcher offensively. Right. And then defensively, they were just not prepared for what Green Bay had to offer. So I think McCarthy has to go. I'd even move on from the defensive coordinator as well. I, I, I'd almost bring in a, a, a new coaching staff and see what they can do. I would keep Dak because if you're going to get rid of him, you better know who you're bringing in. Cause as right. K walk alluded to, there's no guarantee that you're going to get somebody that's better right. than him. And, and even though he played poorly, especially in the first half, I felt like the, the offensive play calling certainly did not help his performance. Like mm-hmm. you look at some of these other offenses, the 49ers, the Packers, the Texans, even like what's happening right. in Detroit, 
they're all calling a game that puts their quarterback in the best position to succeed. That did not happen on Saturday for Dak. But he did play poorly. I don't want to make any excuses for him. And then the other thing I would just say is that Green Bay was really good. Like they played a really clean, really good football game, extremely well coached. So, you know, when you combine all those things, it, it was doomsday for Dallas, but extremely disappointing. You can't keep it status quo. Get McCarthy out of there. Bring in somebody else and see if they can see if they can make some changes with the, with the roster. Yeah, and I think Dallas. I think Dallas went into that a little overconfident. I, I really believe yeah. that. I really yeah. believe that they thought that the game plan that they had was going to be good enough. And I think they were. They, and I could be wrong here, ladies and gentlemen. And generally, I am. But <laughs> uh, from what I could gather, this from this is, I think they were trying to not tip their hand for the next round or the mm-hmm. next. The next, they didn't want to show too much of what they really wanted to do. And I think they went into that game plan at the latter part of the game at the, uh, when, when they started to score points. I think that's what they wanted to do. That game plan was what they wanted to do the, in the next, next round. Yeah. And then in right. the, the next round, and that's when all the points started to accumulate and you started to see, but it was too little too late in there. And, um, and you know, like Mike Tyson said, everyone, but everyone has a game plan until they get punched in their mouth. And that's what ultimately the Cowboys did. They got punched in the mouth. They couldn't stop uh, Aaron mm-hmm. Jones and that, 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 that rush. And I mean, that, uh, that, you know, that, that rushing attack and, you know uh, that, and they and 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 uh, Green Bay didn't really do anything on defense, in my opinion. That was so disruptive. Other yeah. than Dak, just wasn't mm-hmm. seeing what he was, thought that he was going to see. That's the only thing. And there was no adjustments to that made by Dak, Mike McCarthy either, and they just right. could continue to go with that. So yeah, it, it's gonna. It, it's I put a lot of that on uh, on Dak, um, and I put a lot of I put more of it on on Mike McCarthy though for sure. Yeah, uh, <laughs> very, very interesting. But I got to give a lo- uh, credit to Jordan Love. My goodness, yeah, um, my goodness, um, he was making some incredible throws. And Green Bay knew what they had in the quarterback and the young quarterback. Um, that's why they was willing to sit him for so long. Honestly, if you ask me, I think a lot of young quarterbacks should be willing to sit for about so many years just to really learn the game because it helps. It, it clearly helps. Um, he was looking like an Aaron Rodgers a couple of times. I was like, you yeah, could tell, played, Aaron, yeah, yeah well. you could tell Aaron Rodgers got in his ear and taught him a few things. Um, but I mean, what can I say? This is the Cowboys. This is what they do. You know, we'll hear it again next year, and next year we'll be right here in this situation. <laughs> uh, well, Jay may not be a fan next year. Let's see what happens. Let's see what Jay's sticking with. They're going to stick. I'm off that. I'm off that. Oh wow! Man. I, I jumped wow. off that thing. I jumped oh, off wow. that thing. Okay, well, I, I, I hung in there for two years, man. I don't. I don't see myself going at it with them boys again. <laughs> Before we move on, um, I got a quick question for you guys. Where? Where does Dan Quinn, how much credit does he take for this loss? And do you guys see him being a top, a decent head coach again? K-Walk, I'm going to come to you first. Well, we've we seen this movie before. We've seen it in Atlanta. We've seen it when they uh, they, they were up 23, uh, 28-3 against um, – uh, against the Patriots in the Super Bowl, and, and my guy at the time, you know, or he's now my guy, but at the time, Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator, and and a lot of people got on him because, you know, he felt like he started to run the ball at the wrong time instead of you know keeping the pedal to the metal, if you will. 
So we've seen Dan Quinn. So get Dan Quinn to take the Atlanta Falcons to the Super Bowl says a lot about you know about his his head coaching ability. And I think five or six teams right now that are that are asking for uh, that are um, uh, that have uh, head coaching opens opens uh, right now have uh, requested to interview him. So you know that says a lot about him. I don't know if that's a distraction uh, there. You know, as far as him being, you know, you know, uh, touted as a you know an, an, a potential head coach for any of those teams. I don't know if that took his focus away from what they wanted to do. You know, the other you know last night, but um, yeah, I think he I think he will if, if it's the right situation. I think Seattle might be the right situation for him because he has ties there. He used to be the defensive coordinator there. He won a Super Bowl there as a defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be the great fit for him. They love – Seattle loves defensive-minded head coaches. So, uh, yeah, to answer your question, Brett, I think he'll be a great fit. I mean, he'll be a good head coach, and I think he'll be even a better coach as much as I hate to say that as a 49er fan because that's a division rival. But yeah, I think the uh, I think him in Seattle would be a great fit. Mm-hmm. Perfect management. Yeah, I'm not so sure. <laughs> um, that's <laughs> 28 and th- to three was really telling back then. Um, look, yeah, I, I think, <laughs> again, you got to give him credit because he was able to get there, right? Um, but I, that's I, Atlanta, I though. That's I, Atlanta, though. And up yeah, 28 that, to three says a lot. But you know, you give you a lot to you. You give a lot of confidence to the offensive and defensive coordinator. So you got to put a lot of right. that into that. And it goes back to us talking about Sirianni as well. So go ahead. Also, sorry, oh, yeah. I have no faith in Sirianni. Duh, you don't want to get in that with me. But <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think def- I just don't know. It's like okay, I think defensively he'll do great. Odds are he'll hire a great offensive coordinator like he did back then. Um, Atlanta was more a little bit more of established. I think they had Matt Ryan, Julio, and a couple other good players back then. How is he going to do with a younger team? You know, I know it's going to take time. Will that organization give him time to to allow him or have the patience to really develop a team? I'm not sure if he can. I keep seeing what he does with this the Cowboys defense. Looks great again in the regular season, but when it comes down to it, they don't do anything in the playoffs, you know. Pretty telling of back then in Atlanta. You should have won that game. You should have won that Super Bowl game. I don't care who he was going against. He was up 28 to 3 um, at halftime. I think it was halftime. It was halftime. So yeah. I, I, I'm not sure, guys. I just defensively sure. I think if he has some top tier talents, top coordinators who can kind of help him along, that's fine. I just don't know. I, Granted, I know the players love him. Michael Parsons says he loves him as well. I'm just not sure if he'll be able to get over that hump. And I just don't know the next organization. He's going to get hired somewhere, most likely. I'm not sure the next organization is going to give him that much time to figure it out. But, Jay, your thoughts on Dan Quinn becoming another head coach? Uh, yeah, I'm not that high on Quinn. Like, I I, I know he's a, a good defensive coordinator. Um, right. I, I don't love his scheme. Like, but, you know, it started as Kay Walker alluded to back in Seattle, like him and Pete Carroll, like they love to play a lot of three deep coverage, a lot of zone defense, and then mm-hmm. bring pressure when it's appropriate. Uh, I, I thought it worked in Seattle because they had a bunch of really good players, especially on the back end in that defensive yeah. secondary. Mm-hmm. Like, I I think you got to have the players that really run that scheme. And then the thing that really bothers me about Quinn is, like, the lack of adjustments. Like, if if you look at the game on Saturday, Green Bay basically did whatever they wanted to do to Dallas offensively. 
where were the adjustments? Like, where was the, okay, this isn't working. Let's try this. And I, I just did not see that out of Quinn. And I'm not saying he's a bad coach. Obviously he's been in the league a really long time. has had some success. So I think he's a, a good coach. I'm just not super high on him. And, and I don't know that like, if I'm trying to win a Super Bowl, Dan mm-hmm. Quinn, I, I don't think he's on my short list. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Oh, and K-Walk. You know how you alluded to all the interviews Dan Quinn was getting? Brian Johnson has a lot too. The all Eagles offensive coordinator. Oh no, no, I, I, no, I, I, I'm not saying that any other coach, no other coaches, you know, should be, you know, um, should be considered. But yeah, I, I just you know threw his name out there because of the fact that we were talking about him, and, and I mm-hmm. saw earlier today, uh, you know, all the interviews that he got. But Jay Dan Quinn made a lot of adjustments in that game. You know, to be honest with you, he moved Michael Parsons from one side of the field to the other. <laughs> I don't like. Wait, did he drop him in coverage a couple of times as well? And he dropped him yeah, in coverage. They, a couple they of do times. move him around a lot. They, they mm-hmm. absolutely do. But see, yeah. when I heard Michael Parsons being dropped in coverage, and I understand why sometimes they'll do that. That was one of the last couple of weeks I was hearing the Eagles was dropping Hassan Reddick in coverage, and actually to me the Eagles was worse because Hassan Reddick is. Yeah. What are you doing that for? So Michael Parsons, to me, he excels rushing. The quarterback. I'm sorry. Yeah, rushing the quarterback, getting yeah. after the quarterback. Yeah. What is the point in that? I don't. What you, I understand, you're trying to disguise your coverage or whatnot, trying to throw the offense uh, uh, off. But most of the time, it, it goes against you, and it did with both teams. It went against them. All right, guys, let's move on because both these teams are making me tight. <laughs> uh, so it's time to move on. Uh, before we head into break, I got a couple questions left. With the rest of the teams that are left in the NFL playoffs, I want to know who you think is the scariest NFL playoff team. Um, yeah, left. Jay, I'm gonna come to you first. Man, that's a great question, Britt. I like my default answer would probably be the 49ers, but I'm, I'm gonna go a different way here. I'm gonna say it's those darn Houston Texans. Just because I, I love what they're doing offensively. And, and CJ Stroud is can absolutely not be rattled. This guy is cool. He's calm. He's confident. And, and the offensive play caller there, okay, Walk, I believe he's from that Shanahan coaching tree, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. yes. And they, they run a brand of offense that's going to score points. And then yes. the way D'Amico Ryan has these guys playing smart, tough, physical defense. They can beat anybody on a given day. Like if they have their A game, it's going to be a long afternoon if, if you're playing the Texans. Now, well, they've drawn the Ravens, so I mean their their run could end this weekend. But if you're just talking scary, like if the Texans get hot, they could win that game. So I'm going to say the Texans. Mm-hmm. K Walk, your scariest team left. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I guess I got to go with the Ravens, man. As much as I love my 49ers and I want to, you know, go, you know, say them because the fact of the matter is, I, I'm if you don't already know, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a diehard 49ers fan. And I just feel like, you know, right now they're getting healthy right now. Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, they were banged up and they're getting healthy. Mm-hmm. That three weeks, if you will, playoff um, is was was uh, was was so crucial for the 49ers. But I, you know, right now remaining, you know, when you look at these teams right now, I, you know, I want to, I'll say, I'm not going to say that it's the, the scariest. I mean, I'll say it's not the best team, but to answer your question, the scariest team. I like Jay's pick there, but I do like the, I, I, I do like the, uh, the Packers, man, and for for everything that they've done. Mm-hmm. I know they lost their, 
their their uh, their main uh, pass rusher uh, in the game against the Cowboys. Um, you know, with that ACL injury, so he's out for the remaining of the playoffs. But just the way Jordan Love and Jay, you mentioned in in, mm-hmm. in the uh, in our thread how poised Jordan Love was, yeah. uh, you know, in that game and and some of those passes that mm-hmm. he's made, but both you know fadeaway, if you will, in the air type throws. Those receivers getting open, them the, them able to be, to be able to rush. I mean, run the ball the way that they did with Aaron Jones. I'm I'll say the Packers right now, but I I do have to agree with Jay. If you if the Texans can somehow get past the Ravens, that's a scary team because their confidence mm-hmm. level is just going to go from here. It's going to go from here, and they're going to like listen. We're one. If they can beat the Ravens, we're one a game away from going to the Super Bowl. D'Amico Ryan's has been there, so you know, and he has those guys, you know, um, you know, ready to play. He's got that pedigree. Mm-hmm. So I'll say, I mean, you know what? As much as I like, I you know, I want to go with the, the Packers. Jay's convinced me. I'm going to go with the Texans. There you those go. Are scary to see. I'm going to go with the Texans. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, y'all already know how I love the Texans. I love that young team. I love the Nico Ryan's. Um, but two of you guys chose them, so I'm going to go in a different direction. Um, <laughs> and, again, like you said, K-Walk, scariest is not necessarily the best. Right. It's not necessarily the best. It's the one that could potentially surprise mm-hmm. the world, right? Um, and I'm going to go with K-Walk's original pick. I'm going to go with the Packers. Um, you know, most people, you guys, they may not have done anything amazing defensively but they play well together defensively. You know, I don't know Zion, uh, uh, Zaire Alexander's playing. I know he got hurt the last game, but he's a talented corner. He's, he's a very <laughs> talented corner um, and can play very well. But Jordan Love, my goodness. Um, what he showed, he showed a lot of similar traits to what um, CJ, CJ Stroud showed as well, that Jay alluded to, that poise, that can't ruffle my felt feathers he can make a lot of different yeah. throws that i was really unexpected i was like whoa um read the defenses very very well you know and going against that ferocious well once was ferocious cowboys <laughs> pass rush <laughs> okay well you know i always got a little jab in there yeah absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh um it didn't phase them whatsoever you know and matt lafleur i'm really very impressed with him yes um Cause he got he had these receivers open. I'm like, half these guys, who's Dobbs and what was Christian Watson even playing? Oh, he, he played a little bit. Reed, he you played, got Reed out there. Reed yeah. a little bit. Reed, Jalen Reed. Well, Jalen Reed didn't do too much, and I can't like, yeah. Right, but this is not like a top tier uh, passing attack, you know. And they was making it happen. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and they ran that scoreboard up on this so called talented defense. Uh, <laughs> So that's who I'm gonna think. Now, do I think they'll win on Sunday or on Saturday? Uh, that's another conversation <laughs> that we'll save for later. Jay may bring that up later. All right, guys, let's go to the next question. The last question before we had to break. Uh, I need to know your weakest NFL playoff team left. Who is the weakest NFL playoff team left? I wonder if I should go first. Yeah, that's all right. I'll go with K Walk first, I'll go second. Oh, thanks. Um, you know what? I yeah, I'm looking at this. I'm just looking at the uh, the, the, the matchups first, here. I got one ready to go. If you oh, need good. that, I'm being K walk. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, go ahead, Britt. Go ahead, Britt. For me, they killed my team. That's the Buccaneers. For, <laughs> <laughs> for me, I look as talented or as impressive of a showing that 
that first the game last night was, I think that was more telling of how bad <clears throat> the Eagles were, just how Amen. disconnected and disjointed Amen. that team was. Um, <laughs> I hear them little shots. You know, 29 years of counting. Uh, I ain't worried about it. Uh, <laughs> but disconnected yeah, and disjointed that Eagles team was, and they just checked out completely. So, and I think half of us knew, or the majority of us knew that the Buccaneers had a chance to win that game, especially if you perform the way you did against Arizona and the Giants, two of the lousiest um, teams in the NFL. There's no surprise why the Bucs were able to come in and basically put a beat down on you. So yeah. for me, yeah. the Buccaneers are the weakest team. They're not that impressive. You know, uh, Baker Mayfield <clears throat> going up against a much, to me, a more formidable team now. And the Lions, I think he's going to struggle a lot more. Um, his decision making is not necessarily all the way there at times. The defense, yeah, they still got Via Veda. They still have some all pros on the defensive side, but they're not what, what they were when Tom Brady was there. Um, and then you'll have a more formidable team who understands what to do against the Blitz. And I think the Lions <laughs> and <laughs> Jared Goff and Amon St. Brown, uh, oh, I take shots at my team too, will understand what to do with that. And I could see actually them getting blown out, but I could be wrong. It's the playoffs, so you just never know. Team, you got to come ready. Uh, Jay? Yeah, Britt, I actually agree with you. I mean, and you're right. Like, it, it's hard to say Tampa after we just watched them absolutely destroy Philadelphia. I mean, beat them like a drum, beat them like they stole something, beat the tar out of I mean, any, whatever phrase you want to use. You're trying so I mean, hard. <laughs> After watching them just completely dismantle the Eagles, it's mm -hmm. hard to say that they're the weakest team left, but I agree with you, Britt. I think we're going to find out this weekend when they play Detroit, who looks very confident, very focused. That Yeah, I mean, and th this is really no slight against Tampa, but I just think of the teams left, I, I would have the least amount of confidence in them. Okay, well. Yeah, I'll make it unanimous. Yeah, I, I think the Bucks were a product of uh, a team taking a dive um, in a boxing match. I, I really do. I, mean, <laughs> so I really think that the Eagles were a better team, but for whatever reason, they didn't want to come and fight. So, yeah, I, I think the Bucks are going to go into a, a hostile environment. Again, as I alluded to with the Texans, they're going if they win that game, they're they know they're going to be one game away from winning the Super Bowl. I mean, going to the Super Bowl and uh, Dan Campbell and, and 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 that crowd and and you know that that fan base right now yeah. is just um, it's just it's phenomenal right now. And I talked about Dan Dan Campbell in the last couple of years and how he mm -hmm. turned that team around, but for him to get to the uh, you know one game and you know, possibly one game away from uh, you know you know playing for this playing for the Super Bowl says a lot about that 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 uh that that head coach that organization and that team and Jared Goff just wants to I mean uh, he just wants to get back you know to to the promised land and he already beat you know the Rams so he wanted to make sure that everyone knows that it wasn't a fluke he wasn't the guy you know mm -hmm. that reason why the Rams didn't get to the Super Bowl but um yeah I'm gonna go with the I think the Bucks are the weakest team with all that being said yeah <laughs> and Eagles don't worry about it we got next year, okay? You're going to come back off-season, replenish yourself, hopefully get your mind together, get your bodies together, get your coaching staff together, Jeffrey Lurie that comes on you. Um, and we'll be back next year, so I ain't worried about it. But on that note, guys, we're going to – well, you, your Cowboys ain't going to be back, Jay. Wow. <laughs> if that's even yeah. your team next year. Uh, 
They still they get to hang that division champs banner still. Oh, I so guess. that's what we proud of. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm, I'm just saying at least at least they won the Super division Bowl for the last 29 years. <laughs> we gotta we gotta be happy. Now, is it because y'all earn that, or is it because the Eagles had such a historic collapse? And it was given to you. Hey, that's a, that's we'll another take, question for another day. All right, let's head. Let's head. Let's head. I hear that. Let's head into break. Let's head into break now. Um, Again, guys, thank you for watching. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Sideline Speaks. We're also on Twitter at Sideline Speaks and anywhere you can listen to your podcast, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, so forth. And again, while we are live on air, you are free to ask us any questions or make any statements, and we will absolutely give you a shout out. But when we return, Jay will take over. And I promise, I think for now, I'm dumb bashing his Cowboys. Temporary I Cowboys yeah, you know, I, I said, I think, I think, yeah, I, I promise, both, I think. We both fishing. We both gone fishing, Britt. We on the same boat fishing. You're right, but mine's is more expected. <laughs> mine's is more. The Eagles really? is more. Nah, the Eagles nah, is expected. I don't know, Britt. Super Bowl nah, last no, no. year, ten and don't one, matter. best team in football. What did you say? Quarters of the year. Expectations change over the course of a season. Did it not know, change Britt. over two months ago? I think so. I mm. think most analysts had us losing that game. Uh, I think even you had us losing that game, if I can recall last week. Yeah, so I, I think I picked Tampa. You, we all did. We all picked Tampa. I that might have been the only I, game. I know. I picked Eagles. I thought the Eagles. I thought the Eagles would pass awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. K. Rob was the only one that chose the Eagles, and then he guilted me into changing my answer on later shows. Blame me. That's Seriata. Blame me. All right, guys. We're going to go to break. On that note, we're going to head into break. Thank you for uh, – we'll be right back. You're watching the Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker right here on Never Had a So Good Sports Media Network. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. All right. Welcome back to the Sideline Speaks. Brittany Jones, Kevin Walker, and Jason Collins. Let's Guys, let's continue with some NFL talk. Um, let's kind of maybe get into some of the teams that we haven't really touched on a lot yet tonight. And, and none other team to start with than K-Walks 49ers. Uh, they're going to go up against those Green Bay Packers this Saturday. That's the night game on Saturday. K-Walk, man, I I'll start with you here. I mean, the question is pretty simple. Are you worried at all? I mean, can can Green Bay take down your Niners, or do you feel pretty confident about this game? Oh, uh, well, I'm confident about the game, but yeah, definitely they can definitely uh, take them down. I mean, we saw what they did, uh, you know, in the game last night. Um, you know, yeah, uh, you know, um, I know that last night on, on Sunday, but for uh, for sure. But uh, 
Yeah, when you look at it right now, ladies and gentlemen, it's just like any given Sunday, any given day, you just you don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and I hate to hear when people say it was an upset. And I get it. The seeding is what it is because right. of their records and how everything played out. But everyone's here for a reason, because they're good enough to get to that next round, if you will. So seeing how the the, uh, the the Packers played, obviously, you know, you know, you're going to have some cocky for you know, fans. I'm not one of them. They say, oh, we're due. We're, we're going to get it done. But, you know, and, you know, and then all of a sudden, if it's if the outcome is different, you're blaming this guy. Everyone should go, you know, like you guys mm-hmm. mentioned about the Cowboys. But, yeah, Jay, I, we're confident because they had the layoff. Everyone's getting back right now healthy. McCafferty's back right now and some of these other guys. Um, that didn't play in the last couple of weeks um, are, are getting back healthy. Um, you know, Kyle Shanahan came out and said that, you know, do the the second quarter of the Packers and yeah, Cowboys game, <laughs> he started to prepare for the Packers. Yep. <laughs> so now that's not cocky, this ladies and gentlemen, but he just saw he's a head coach and he saw how the game was going and he realized that he had to start to prepare for the Packers. So that's, uh, you know, a, a good thing in itself because we know Kyle Shanahan is an, an uh, uh, you know a great head coach, a great uh, uh, you know uh, football mind, uh, if you will. Then he gets Steve Wilkes, and you look at these guys, and again, the Packers are without their their uh, their best pass rusher as well. So it looks like everything is favored for the 49ers, but again, you still have to lace them up. You still have to go out there and you have to play the game. So to answer your question, Jay, um, yes, the Packers can definitely knock off the 49ers, but I am confident that the 49ers. We'll get it done. Not going to be a blowout mm-hmm. like as like the spread and the betting lines, all that stuff indicates. I don't. I don't. What kind of score do you have? I have a, a a close one here, man. I, I have a score of the 49ers. Um, they got to get the twenty, man, because if the 49ers don't get the twenty, it doesn't favor them. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I, I'll go. I'll I'll go here. Twenty four. I'll go twenty four. Uh, 19 24 20 okay. 24 20 i i think the 49 i think the if you look at if you're a betting person put put, put your money on the on the, the the line on as far as the betting line i think it's nine and a half whatever it is wow but i think the 49 exactly i i don't like that anytime the 49 is <laughs> yeah. favorite that much yeah. it's always concerning for me anyway <laughs> but um yeah i i think they get it done i think they scrap it out the the the, the, the packers are not going to make it easy by any stretch the 49 is going to have to play a full a full 60 minutes, ladies and gentlemen. But I think they ultimately get it done in a one-possession game. Britt, how do you see us from playing out? Um, I think it I think the Packers can give the 49ers a run for their money. That's not to knock any team or anything, it's the playoff time, you know. So yeah, you gotta level absolutely. up. Um, things get a little tougher, you know. There's a lot of benefit in the 49ers. That first round buy is very important. Um, you know, 49ers are now getting health healthy or are healthy now. I just seen a report CMC uh got better from that calf injury due to that first round, having that week off, which is important. Um, you know, Packers are very talented, they're shockingly talented, in my opinion. Jordan Love is playing well. I just don't know if it's enough to beat the 49ers. Um, you know, as long as Brock Purdy plays to the best of his abilities, he's able to make the necessary throws needed. And he has shown, you know, during the regular season that he's willing to make those tight throws now. You know, maybe last year not so much, but this this year he's gotten a little bit better in making more anticipated throws. Um, and Kyle Shanahan is an offensive mind. He's going to scheme up ways to get his running backs and his playmakers in open field to yeah. make plays, the opportunities to do that. So um, 
I mean, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. And then you got the formidable pass rush of the 49ers. You still got Nick Bosa. They got Chase Young. They got Javon Hargrave, yada, yada, yada. So it goes on and on and on. Um, now, to me, so I think that'll put a little bit more pressure on the Packers' offense. But, again, we did see how they react to the Cowboys' pass rush. So we'll see. I think Zion Alexander is going to have to step up his game if he's playing you know, because you're going against one of either Debo Samuel or uh, Brandon Ayuk, and those are not any slouches. Get me wrong, he completely shut down C.D. Lamb. <clears throat> That's a whole nother conversation. But I agree with K-Walk. Um, as talented as the Packers are, they're still young. I think the 49ers might have just a little too much. But again, you got to bring your in-game. This is playoff time. Absolutely. your A-game. But I'm going with the 49ers. I'm going to say more of a 28 to 21 game. So you got it pretty close too. Yeah. The interesting thing is like just the familiarity between like LaFleur and Shanahan. Cause didn't they work together at, at, they, they were on yeah, the they're... same staff uh, at mm-hmm. one point. So yeah. they, they, they run a very similar offensive scheme. Both these teams do. So mm-hmm. I, I, there's not going to be a whole lot of surprises in terms of what San Francisco wants to do and what green Bay wants to do. But the one thing you can kind of always count on with Shanahan, he's going to have a couple plays up his sleeve. Like there's absolutely no question. He's going to have a couple plays up his sleeve that he can go to. So, and then, and then I think at the end of the day, I, did, I think San Francisco is just the better team. So I think it's going to be an interesting matchup. Like you guys, I think it'll be closer than mm-hmm. the line and maybe what some of the experts think. I got it 31 27. Uh, San Fran getting the win, but I, th- I think it's going to be a good uh, competitive football game for sure. Uh, let, let's move on to the Ravens, uh, the, the favorite <laughs> on the other side uh, of the league. We haven't really talked about them. They're going to have to face this hot, young Houston, Texas football team. Um, man, I don't know. I, I think this is going to be a really good football mm-hmm. game, K-Walk, but, but how do you see this thing playing out? Yeah, I didn't check the weather on it because uh, the weather plays a lot, you know, a, a big role into a lot of yeah. these games and how you play. Mm-hmm. I didn't check the weather for, you know, uh, you know, for this game. But let's say the weather is, you know, fair. It's it's, it's clear. It's a normal, you know, uh, Baltimore, uh, you know, January day. What's it by, by what? 30 degrees, 35, 40 degrees. 34 on Sunday, K-Walk. Yeah, I figure, yeah, around Maryland temperatures around this time of the year. So with that being said, I'm going to take – I'm still going to take the Ravens. (laughs) I don't think – whatever the weather was going to be, I think it's going to take the Ravens anyway. (laughs) But nonetheless, but again, no, but I don't think it's going to – I'm going to just, just, um, you know, give my pick the same way I gave my pick with the uh, the 49ers and the Packers. I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think these teams are going to – no, I don't think we're going to see any more blowouts like we did in wild card weekend i think you're going to see a, a lot more competitive games uh in in uh uh you know this weekend coming up um mm-hmm. I, I think you're going to show i think that the texans are going to really open eyes and 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 they're going to gain a lot of respect from the country uh this week mm-hmm. but with all that being said i still like uh, lamar jackson i still like you know what uh todd munkin has brought to the table they get they're getting mark andrews back which is huge yeah for uh for that offense mm-hmm. and you know that running game that defense uh so i'm going to take the ravens here um, I think they wear them down, man. I, I think it's going to be a close game at first, but I think the, the Ravens ultimately wear them down. Uh, I'll go 30-20 here, uh, Ravens, 30-20. to 20. Britt, what do you think? Um, 
I love me the Texans. I just love everything about CJ Stroud. I love Will Anderson on that defense. Will Anderson Jr. stepped up mightily um, in that last game. Um, just the effort that they put in. The Miko Ryan says this young team playing hard, focused, play calls is incredible on both sides of the um of of of, of the ball. Now, last time I went against my Texans. <laughs> and I say mine because I, I have a lot of respect. And I really like this team. Eagles will always be my number one team, regardless of win, lose, however they look. But I have so much respect for the, this Texans team. Um, last time I went against them, and they killed the Browns. Burnt them out completely. It's just the Ravens, that defense. Yeah. And I'm going to talk about the defense. We already know what the offense is capable of because of Lamar Jackson. Um, and Odell Beckham looked like he kind of – he's starting to look like the old Odell just a little bit, not quite – completely but a little bit um but that defense is who to me they have the best defense in the league my goodness do they get to the football fast they play man to man it doesn't matter which coverage um it is hard to throw to run on this defense um regardless of what the offense does <laughs> and we know what they're going to do like Kwell said mark andrews that's a huge uh, uh, for him to come back, that's major for for that for that offense. Um, but just speaking of the defense alone, I'm going with the Ravens. Um, you know, I, I think C.J. Stroud. I love his poise, and I think he'll get some points on them. But I just don't think it's going to be enough. I'm gonna say the Ravens are going to win this one. I'm gonna say like thirty to twenty. Okay. Okay. Yeah, look, I, I really want to pick the Texans because I, I do think they're going to do some things well. Like, I think they're going to have a good offensive game plan. As, as good as that Ravens defense is, I think the Texans are going to have a really good offensive game plan. Their, their offensive coordinator is underrated. He's going to get some yeah. interviews for some head coaching jobs uh, in the offseason as well. Um but I, I I just don't feel con- I just don't think I can pick them. I, I think you got to go Ravens here. If you know, I, I feel like it'll be like a thirty to seventeen or a thirty to twenty game. But I, I think you got to go Ravens. Although, like D'Amico Ryan's, I do think he's going to have a good plan for Lamar Jackson and maybe try to keep him contained and, and make him throw the yeah. ball from the pocket, which Lamar has proved that he can do. But I think that's probably the lesser of two evils. You don't want him running for 150 mm-hmm. yards on you either. So I don't know. I'm going to take the Ravens, but I'm going to be rooting for the Texans. Um, Quick question. Is Kyle Hamilton playing? Do we know? I'm um, not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, I know he went down with that uh that injury. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's going right. to play. <laughs> yeah. Let's um let's talk about the Texans just for a little bit here. K Walk, CJ Stroud. I I don't think uh, he's exceeded everybody's expectations. Obviously, I don't think anyone expected him <laughs> to have the kind of year that he's had. Uh, what I what I want to do here, guys. I want to give. I'm going to name some quarterbacks. And mm-hmm. I just want you to tell me if you'd rather have CJ or the other guy. And it, it has to be like, like if you definitively want the other guy, take the other guy. But if you're like on the fence, if you're <laughs> like, mm, I don't know, then you got to take CJ. I just want, I want to know the guys that you definitively, mm-hmm. no question about it, have that you would want ahead of CJ Stroud. Right, Jay, let me ask you this question before you yep. get started. What, yep. what offense are we, we, we in right now? What offense are we running? Um, that, that's a, that, that makes a difference. That makes yeah. a difference. Um, 
I don't know, okay. Well, I, I'm just gonna say the guy. Like this I'm just guy. Gonna say okay. the guy, the okay. quarterback. Okay. Who, which All one right. would you so make, want? Okay, just uh, and a, we'll okay. assume the offensive coordinator would put them in an offense that, that suits their skills the okay. I'm gonna go with K Walk's offense. Okay, All I right. got you. So okay. Patrick okay. Mahomes <laughs> or CJ today and going forward. I got you, I got you, I got you. Oh, it's hard, you know, CJ, I love you, brother. You, you know I do, D'Amico, I love you. But um, it's hard to go against Mahomes, man. I, You know, Mahomes, I think he can play in any style of offense. I don't care. Kay Walk's offense, Brittany's offense, Jason's offense. I'll go with Mahomes. I'm taking All Mahomes right. over. I'm with you. I would take Mahomes over CJ today. Britt, what about you? Take us. I'm just kidding. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an easy Yo. one. That's right. an easy one. I, I think they get harder. <clears throat> Lamar <clears throat> Jackson. Today and going forward, K. Walk. Yeah, you know I'm a I'm a Lamar Jackson, Lamar Demetrius uh, mm -hmm. Jackson advocator. So I'm going to take Lamar. Um, you know I know they run different sides of offense. Yeah, we see what he could do with he, in Greg mm -hmm. Roman's offense, and we see what we could do with Tyler Monk's offense. He's an MVP in both. So I'm going to go. I'm still going. I'm going with Lamar Demetrius Jackson. Britt, um, there were times where Lamar did struggle for a little bit there. Um, you know there was years that he wasn't as successful. But that's not always the player at the same time. Sometimes it's up to the coordinator to put you in the right position. But we all know Lamar's style. I'm going with Lamar. <laughs> it's going around in a circle. Right. I'm going to go CJ only because of what I said. I said it has to be definitive. I'm not definitive mm -hmm. here. I'm like, mm, you know, looking forward, projecting forward. Look how good CJ has been in his rookie year. Can you imagine this guy two, three, four years in the league? Man, we could be looking at like the next Tom Brady or something like that. I, I mean, I know that's a big statement, but I'm going to take CJ because I mean, I'm wow. on the fence. I'm on right. the fence, so I'm going with okay. CJ. Okay. Um, then that means you're going with CJ over about everyone else. Everyone else. Nobody got a chance. I'm probably CJ the rest of my way down here. Right. Um, <laughs> oh Prescott, K Walk. Oh yeah, I'm taking CJ, man. I I just think his his uh his uh, decision making and his his throws. Um, Dak can make all the throws, but Dak's difference is from his neck up. You know, from a neck up from from the neck up, um, he's a wreck up. I mean, you know, for, to be honest with you, he can physically he can make all the throws and make all those um you know type of runs and th things of that nature. But he just makes the wrong decision. So I'm going to go with CJ Stroud. I think he's better from from the shoulders up yeah i'm going cj the poise the cool surprise surprise um, nothing nothing rattles this guy i'm going cj Britt, make it unanimous wait a minute can we compare cj stroud's numbers to dak prescott's numbers his rookie year wasn't Dak like mv rookie of the year or something uh, it may have been but cj set the um the rookie passing oh, yeah. record so Whatever Dak had, CJ was better. That was nine years ago or eight years ago. Yeah. Rules have changed since then. True. So, I mean, I'm just trying to be fair, though. Like, we were looking at a different league than we but were. But today and going forward, who would you take? And you uh, pick Dak to be fair? <laughs> no, well, look. look I, <laughs> hey, Rock, I'm trying to be nice. So I'm, I get I'm you. I got you. Back. I got you. I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to be fair. Uh, but it's only one year, one year, and CJ is my guy. I'm Ohio State. Yeah, that's guy. what I'm saying. But in this situation, yes, I'm picking CJ Stroud. Yeah, we knew that. <laughs> okay. We knew that, Bert. Um, Josh, you try to Josh Allen, K Walk. <laughs> Woo! Uh, you know what? Forward. 
Wow, man. Today going forward. Oh, wow. You know what? I don't see, you know, after what Josh was, at, we well, we knew what Josh was capable of doing. And we seen what he did last, yesterday, I should say. Josh is, a, when he's on his game, man, I, I don't, I don't, he's you could put beast. him up there. Yeah. He could put him up there as number one, two, two or three. CJ Stroud doesn't run enough for me. And I think you have to throw mm -hmm. that attribute in there. And mm -hmm. when you, when you put um, Josh Allen in there and the way he's able to run and how hard he is to bring down, I'm going to go with Josh Allen. I'm okay. Yeah. That's a tough one. Britt, who you got? Yeah. Um, Hmm. As long as Josh Allen's not playing hero ball and he hasn't, yeah, exactly. when they had to go on that, that stretch run to get into the playoffs. Um, he has not done that. He's played well within the offense. Um, he's played incredible. So I got to go with Josh Allen on this one. I love CJ Stroud, but for this one, I have to go with Josh, Josh Allen. I, I'm not mad at it. My problem with Josh Allen though, is like you said, when he's good, you, you could see, you could make the argument that he's the best in the league, but when he's bad, like he throws the ball up and just anybody who knows who's going to come down with it. So for me, I, I have an issue with some of the inconsistency. So if I'm if I'm saying today and going forward, I think I'm going to take CJ because I I think his ceiling we don't we don't know what his ceiling is going to be. And K Walk, right. you're right. He doesn't he doesn't run enough, or maybe I'd like to see him run a little bit more. Uh, but I, I I do think he moves well enough in the pocket to keep himself out of trouble. I guess I would say so. Look, if I took CJ over Lamar, I got to take him over Josh. So I I'm going oh. with CJ here. Who thought we would see today a Penn State guy taking <laughs> defense of an Ohio State? Yeah, man, I I I'm loving <laughs> CJ. All right, let's go to Brit Sky, Jalen Hurts. Who you got, K Walk? Ooh, okay. I'm sorry, Brit. Sorry, fans. This is not personal, but I know a lot of people know that I. I'm not a fan of the Eagles by any stretch, but um, I do like Jalen Hurts and the way he carries himself uh, off the field. Uh, but with all that being said, I think Jalen's so promised, man. I think this is one of those fluke seasons. I don't know what it is. Still, no one can put their finger on why what happened to the Eagles happened. So with that being said, from now going forward to answer the question, I'm going to take C.J. Stroud because how poised he is, the throws that he's made, and how mm -hmm. consistent he's he's been all season. So I'm going to take C.J. Stroud over Jalen. Britt, C.J. or Jalen, today and going forward? Today and going forward. See how Jalen's mindset works is he's going to work his tail off in the offseason. Facts. He's no going to come back even better. Um, and I think the organization is going to put him with an offensive coordinator and a head coach that's competent. Um, who are similar to a Lamar Jackson situation. We didn't see this Lamar for many for a while now because that offensive coordinator. Um, CJ Stroud has the right offensive coordinator around him, the right program surrounding him right now. So with that being said, Jalen Hurts showed us he could win, he could go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. He showed us that he could just about win it um, if he had a better defense at the time. I mean, it's hard against Patrick Mahomes. So he was technically the MVP last year if he didn't get hurt during those last couple games. So for right now, I'm going with uh, Jalen Hurts. I got to see more from C.J. Stroud. Yeah, and Jalen Hurts is going to squat 700 pounds next year. Yeah. There's, 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 there's no well, from 600 to 700. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, it's hard. You know, there's not a whole lot of 
negative things you could say about a guy like Jalen Hurts. And to Britt's point, mm-hmm. you're right. He's probably working as we speak right now. Absolutely. Um, but I, I think for me, I'm going to go CJ here again as well. I think he's a more natural thrower of the football. Uh, and, and I can only imagine with years of experience and coming back in year two and year three, and maybe even getting some better weapons around him because – I mean, I, I think uh, Collins is a good receiver, but I don't think he's playing with great receivers by any stretch of the imagination. So I'm going to take CJ because I think his ceiling is higher. That uh, gives kudos to the offensive coordinator. Game <laughs> Collins the heck open. <laughs> yeah, they do. They scheme him open for sure. Scheme him open. It's a job. All right, let's do two more. Uh, let Brock me Purdy. Say... Yeah, I'm taking Brock Purdy, Jay. I'm taking Brock. <laughs> you, you taking Purdy over I'm CJ? Brock Purdy, I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna even bring up Purdy, but let me. Oh, really? Me... I thought yeah. I figured. I thought you was gonna go around the horn. You know, Purdy you wasn't know. on my list, but now oh, okay. that you mentioned right. it, K. Walk, let's do it. Hey, Purdy or, it, or CJ? Yeah. Who you got? I'm taking, I'm, I'm taking Purdy. I just like the swag of that young guy, man, and and uh, his ability to, to 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 run as well when he needs to. Mm-hmm. He's not a runner. But he is a play extender, so I'm going to take Purdy. I thought you were going to go around the horn because you had Dak <laughs> yeah, and you had yeah, uh, yeah. Jalen Hurts. I yeah, just figured, I, you know, I, I, it was for the an sake of the show. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. All right. So bad. you got you got Purdy. I'm 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 obviously I'm taking CJ here for the same reason. I think his ceiling is higher. Mm-hmm. Britt, who you got? Um, in this situation, who? Let's see. Um. I like Purdy. I like his poise. I like, you know, you know, he's able to make the necessary throws needed in that offense. And that's all you really ask for your quarterback to do in that particular offense. Kyle Shanahan's gonna help help you with the rest of it, right? That's why I asked that's um, why I asked what the offense was. Yeah. I assumed right. that we were gonna talk about all of so, our quarterbacks. But, but I think in this situation when you just need that, oh man, that quarterback just to really take over um and not depend on so much of your playmakers. Man, you gotta. Go. I gotta go with CJ Stroud on this one. I have to go with CJ Stroud, but wow, but if Purdy keeps continuing the way he's keeps his trajectory keeps going here, first of all, 49ers are gonna be mad because they're gonna have to pay him soon. You got a couple more years, wow. couple a couple more dollars. about two more years. Um, um, but I, I gotta go with CJ Stroud on this. Okay, one. well, let me ask you this way if if you could trade right now and they said, we're going to slide Brock Purdy out of the 49ers offense and slide CJ Stroud into a 49ers offense. Are you telling me you would still prefer Brock Purdy over CJ Stroud? Yeah, I would because of the fact of the matter, I think we saw, uh, we've seen a couple of things that kind of concern me, even though he made them look good and he, he beat the Cowboys with him. It's those off balance throws, those fadeaway throws. You don't see Brock Purdy make, I mean, you can see him make up some of those throws. He don't make those throws. He extends the plays with his leg. I think, I think right now Brock Purdy's pocket presence is a lot better. It's, it's, it's better. And I don't say a lot better. Let me rephrase that. It's better than CJ Stroud. And they're only one year apart, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a second year player against for a, a, a rookie here. Yeah. And you can see CJ Stroud uh, right now, but CJ Stroud right now, some of those plays he's going, he made against the Cowboys may not necessarily work for him going down the, going down the stretch, if you will. So, um, Kyle with uh with uh I don't say Kyle Shannon with uh Brock Purdy he extends he moves to the left to the right whereas going he I'd rather him move east and west in the pocket than not than north and south if you will. Yeah, okay. Well, I, that's what I was thinking. like. Tougher competition may be a little different when it comes to yeah. CJ Stroud. A lot of his wins 
it's NFL, so everybody's tough. Don't get me wrong. He's a rookie, yeah. so it's incredible in what he does. But we have to see more to really take him over a lot of these quarterbacks that we're mentioning. Um, so, but we'll we'll see. All right, last one. Let's do um, let's do Jared Golf. Jared Golf or CJ today Ooh. and going forward, K. Walton. Wow, Jared Golf, I think is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and he's shown that he can win in um, both with the Rams um, uh, and the Lions to so take this Lions team to where they are right now. He has a lot of credit. Wow, this is a tough one, dude. This might be the toughest one. Um, he makes some unbelievable throws. His arm inning, Jerry Goff, his arm is – I'm going right now, right now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm taking Jerry Goff because of mm-hmm. the experience, because of the arm strength, um, and his ability to – and then there's nothing to take – again, ladies and gentlemen, nothing to take away against C.J. Stroud. But Jerry Goff has a great command of that offense, of that huddle, I should say, in any offense that he's uh, a part of. And he has a he has an arm that – is very underrated. So I'm going to go with Jared Goff. Yeah, he made some throws the other day that, that yeah. I was like, wow. Like, he, yes. he can absolutely throw the football. I'm mm-hmm. still taking CJ uh, because I just, <laughs> have to, I just have to at this point. Uh, yeah, you came <laughs> but, but Britt, yeah. who you got? Um, I agree with a lot of things that K-Walk said. Um, Jared Goff over the years have really impressed me and turned my opinion around on him. Um, which we should give every player that grease. Hello. Um, But sometimes his decision-making throws me off. And that's what gets me about Jared Goff. I think, I don't know what game it was. He was getting sacked and then he just pushed the ball off with two Oh, yeah, Yeah, that that was this weekend. Oh, yeah, that was this weekend. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I'm like, what what are you doing? (laughs) You know, so those – Right, those type of plays, and he has he he tends to make those decisions quite often, more than what we would like for him to be. Um, throws me off a little bit. But you said if I'm a little on the fence, if you're on the fence, you got to take CJ. It yeah. has to be definitive. All right. Uh, yeah, I guess I got to stick to that. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm I'm on the fence. I'm a little on. But see, Jared Goff got his team to the Super Bowl though. Wait a minute. The Rams back in the day wasn't that was that far? It was, it was far back enough. So, nah, he never got that. That was the, the Rams. Rams when he was at the Rams. Oh yeah, he did. He did. Was he did uh-huh. No, it wasn't that was Stafford. Or was that that was Stafford? Was that... That, was Stafford. that was Stafford. Not no, not Bradford. Got... <laughs> 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 you know, they got to they got to the Super Bowl but lost. They got there and lost, and then they got, they got back with lost. Stafford and won. And they got back with was Stafford. That Jared and won. Was that I think I think you're right about that. That was Jared Goff. Yeah, I think um, it was. so I guess I have to give him the same grace I gave Jalen Hurts. So you know what? I'm going to Jared Goff. Okay. Gotta go with Jared Goff. Wow. Okay. All right, let's uh let's do this, guys. Let's pick a couple more games real quick because I, I want to talk about some of these coaches that are on the move or, or might be on the move, but we gotta pick the KC Buffalo game. That's gonna be a, a really good football game. Mahomes has to go on the road for once. He's got to go to Buffalo. They're not going to come to him this time. It's going to be a very interesting game. As you guys talked about, like uh, Josh Allen, if he he played really well this weekend, if he can duplicate that performance, KC might be in trouble. But but mm-hmm. K Walk, what say you? How do you see this one playing out? 
Yeah, this one's in Buffalo, right? So, um, you know, Bills Mafia is a little bit different, man. Hopefully, there's no snow on the uh, on the ground for them, meaning that you know, they won't be throwing snowballs at players, which is so stupid. Bills Mafia, <laughs> Bills Mafia, don't don't do that, guys. I mean, I I get the fun of it, but don't throw it at players. You know, you can hit them in the wrong place at the wrong time and just turn the whole game around. But nonetheless, um. I just don't know with this Bills team, man. I don't mm-hmm. know how to put my finger on this Bills team because they've been so up and down this year. <sighs> if they both bring their A games, if Mahomes brings his A game and uh, Josh Allen brings his A game, I'm going to go with the Bills because the, for two reasons. The Bills are at home, and two, I don't trust the Kansas City wide receivers. I just don't. Um, you know, and it's and it's going to be and, and if, if Mahomes has some drop balls early or any portion of that game, we could see a meltdown from Mahomes. We really could. And that, that could be, uh, you know, everyone could disengage from that game as far as from the, the Kansas City Chiefs sideline, uh, if you will. So I'm going to put more trust in Josh Allen uh, and uh, Kincaid, that run, young rookie tight end there, Davis. Um, Cook, uh, the running back there as well, and I think that defense can hold up. And that Bills Mafia uh, crowd is going to be a it's going to be a major part. So I'm going to go with the Bills here. This is going to be a classic. I think this is going to be an instant um, an instant classic. So I'll go with the Bills here. Uh, 23, uh, 23, 20, 23, 20 Bills over Chiefs. Yeah, man, I'm going to take the Bills too, just because KC, they just, they haven't been able to finish drives. Like they've been settling for three a lot. Their offense feels a little bit off. K Walk, you alluded to the issues that with the receivers, they do have a good running game uh, with with Pacheco. Pacheco, He he runs very hard. But I I think on the road, I I think that this is going to be the end of KC. And I actually don't think it's going to be that close. I, I like the Bills like, Wow. 34 to 17. I think they're going to win comfortably. Wow. Okay. Grid, who you got? Whoa. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, man, let's see. Uh, that That is a major issue with the Chiefs. Um, dropping passes, that is one major issue. Um, I'm not sure if their offensive line is as formative as it was in the past as well, um, but it's Patrick Mahomes. He understands how to get the ball yeah out quick he if he needs to move he, he's not scared of moving at all he's a very mobile quarterback um but i think i'm with you guys i don't know if i trust this uh these this wide receiver core like most other wide receiver cores they just have i don't know it's like they got i don't know what it is what, what's that movie where the guy couldn't catch the, i can't remember that Edward. football movie oh the it was a football uh, movie years ago. He just couldn't catch the ball, and they had to put that sticky stuff on his hands. Oh, Little Giants. Uh, little Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah Little Giants. Yes, yes. <laughs> it was the Little Giants, and they had to put the sticky stuff on his yeah. hands. That's my movie right the there. Yeah. <laughs> I guess some outfits um, for intimidation. <laughs> and I'm just not sure if I'm impressed as much offensively. You know, Andy Reid is one heck of a uh, coach, one heck of a coach, but I always – say it, the adjustments sometimes just are not there as when um, the previous coordinator was there. I think they also suffered a little bit after losing that coordinator. Um, but, you know, they're in the second round, so you only save us so much. And they do have Chris Jones, who wreaks havoc, and they have that rookie. I think he's a rookie or he's in the second year. The Edge, I can't think of his name. It starts with a K. I don't know how to pronounce his name anymore. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, was, he, he made some big plays against the Steelers this week. 
but I, the, the bills are hot. I think the bills are hot. I think Josh mm-hmm. Allen um, is he's just playing different right now. Now, hopefully he continues this because this is a team that you keep running into and you keep losing to. So I think this is the moment where the bills step up. Um, and I think they're going to take this one. I do think it's still going to be close. I'm going to say more of a 24-20 type of game, um, but they got to get Stephon Diggs the ball. They have to give him more involved in Early this offense. Often, yeah. Right, some way, somehow. That is your best got, best uh, receiver, so you need to do it. And then the defense, I know they're a little hurt right now, um, but I think I think they'll step up. All right, last one, uh, Detroit and Tampa. I'm going to go ahead and just take Detroit here. I just think the city's behind them. Like, they just can't lose this game. And we already talked about earlier how we feel like Tampa is kind of the least of the best right Mm -hmm. now. So I I just don't see Detroit losing in this spot. So I'm going to take Detroit. I'm going to take them comfortably 31 to 20. K-Wall, who you got? Yeah, for everything you said, Jay, because I was going to say, you know, we picked the Bucks as to being the weakest team left in, <laughs> in, in the playoffs. So I'm going to ride with that. I'm going to yeah. stay consistent there. Um, the Lions are at home. We talked about, you know, you know, Jerry mm-hmm. Goff and everything. And, um, you know, he's got his his weapon back, Laporta. I think he's key in that offense. And he got the two-headed monster with Gibbs and and, uh, and Montgomery right. as well. And, of course, the St. Brown. Uh, and then Hutchinson on the defensive end, uh, defensive side of the ball, just wreaking havoc on the uh, – the quarterback so um everything's lined up perfectly for dan campbell the lions they're at home so give me the lions here 31 uh 31 17 31 17 Britt, how you see it playing out yeah um again you know the bucks ran into a collapsing team you know self self-inflicting collapse so I, look they got some talent on the team i know antoine winfield is a very talented uh, uh db safety <clears throat> But they just don't. To me, they don't have enough of the team on that team. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to be a pretty significant one as well. This team scored nine points against the, against the Panthers. I'm not giving this team any more than ten <laughs> points against a formidable, <laughs> not self inflicting team. Okay, yeah. so I'm going. I think it's going to be a blowout. I'm gonna go like thirty to to seven. Okay. Okay. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at that one at no, all. No. All right, y'all, let's talk about some of these coaches that might be on the move. Let's start with <clears> Bill <throat> Belichick. We know we know he's out of New England, but he's inter- actively interviewing. I think he's on the Falcons shortlist. There's some buzz yeah. down here in Atlanta that, that maybe Belichick mm. is the guy. Uh, they're saying Belichick is looking for a, a roster that has good young talent but has underachieved so that he can kind of – work his Belichick magic. I guess, Britt, my question is, like, if you're the GM or if you're the owner, is Belichick a guy that you want to bring in? I mean, he's not getting any younger. Not that not that age is everything, but if you're an owner or GM, is Belichick on your short list? Here's how I would look at it. Great defensive mind. I, I still think he's a pretty good – he's a pretty good defensive mind. Um, but what has he done since Tom Brady left? What has he done prior to Tom Brady? So you struggled a lot prior to him and after him. <laughs> so I'm just not sure if if you're able to build. If it's a young team, I'm assuming this is going to be a young team, right, Jay? I'm that, that, yeah, team. I mean, I would imagine. 
or or it's definitely going to be a bad team. <laughs> Otherwise, it would be looking for <laughs> it's, it's, like, right. it's, it's like the, the Falcons, for instance. They have a yeah. lot of young talent on both yeah. sides of the football for the most part, uh, especially offensively. I don't think they quite got their quarterback just yet. I'm not sure if he can take that team to the promised land eventually. I, I just don't know what he done. What he has done with the Patriots after Tom Brady is to me highly disappointing. He's supposed yeah. to be a top tier coach, six Super Bowls. You know, we give you respect for that. You did go out and win those Super Bowls, but when Tom Brady, you can't even get them in the playoffs. I don't know if they've been back to the playoffs since then. I, I can't recall if they did. They lost in the first round. <clears throat> so. I'm looking at it as I'm not so sure. Maybe he just can't adapt with the times as far as the offense. I know he's more defense. He'll probably hire a talented offensive coordinator. I don't know if I trust him. So I'm going to say no. I'm not going to hire him. Yeah. But I can understand why there are a lot of NFL teams that want to hire him because of his resume, which is yeah. big time. Yeah, for sure. I, I can understand the interest, but Brett, right. I'm I'm kind of with you and, and what you said there at the very end. Like I, when I look at Belichick, he he feels a little bit like a dinosaur, and not just because of his age, but because he his inability to change. Like he hasn't necessarily adapted to right. some of the new things that are happening in the NFL. <clears throat> even even his approach to the media and, and and the way that he runs practice and and all the little things that you hear coming out of New England. I know he won with that for a long time. I'm just not sure that that's still going to be a winning formula in 2024. And I just think great coaches continue to adapt. Like you can't just say, right. I've always done it this way. I'm just going to keep doing it because clearly it hasn't worked since Tom Brady has left. So I, I get the interest, <clears throat> but for me, I think I would prefer to look elsewhere. But K walk would say you about Belichick. Yeah, this is a this is a tough one because you you know you it's hard to tr uh you know turn down a you know a Belichick with his track record and he's yeah. come out mm -hmm. and said that you know that he wants to be a part of a team that's you know that's talented but um you know that's just been underachieving. It sounds like it's you know he, he and the uh, the Falcons are on the same page. Yeah, but the thing about it is I think when you look at around the league. You're starting to see a lot of these young head coaches mm -hmm. being the norm um, in, in the league. You know, the the Sean McVay's, the uh, the Matt LaFleur, the LaFleur's, you know, the uh, the Mike McDaniel's, the, the Kyle Shanahan's, you know, the guys that, you know, guys that pr pr probably can relate to these uh, these uh, these players more right now. Yep. Is Bill Belichick that get off my lawn type guy? Is he that guy? Um, and you know, and and how and how much uh, how much time does he really have left in his coaching uh, in his coaching life, uh, if you will? Mm -hmm. I think Atlanta's the the spot to 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 satisfy what he's looking for, but at the same time, they're a, I think they're a quarterback away. They're they are a quarterback away, but who are you going to bring in that's going to make an immediate impact? Is it a Russell Wilson? Will Russell Wilson be able to get along with the Bill Belichick? We saw that project with him, with he and uh, Sean Payton. Yeah. You know, um, you just got to look at these, some of these guys, these quarterbacks that 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 have that, you know, that have that resume that they're, they're they have been there and done that. But um, I don't think he could turn that. I don't think he could turn the Falcons around mm -hmm. immediately. And I think he's probably had like what three to five years left, in my opinion, uh, in, in his coaching career. 
Uh, I, I like Bill Belichick. I know there's a lot of talk about him going mm-hmm. to the Cowboys as well, but I don't know if that's a good fit. But, you know, Stephen A. made a great point this uh, earlier today. He's like, listen, it may be a great fit because, you know, Jerry Jones likes to do a lot of talking. Bill mm-hmm. Belichick doesn't like to talk at all. So, yeah. you know, you know, maybe that would work in that aspect. But I don't know. I mean, if, if it's the Cowboys, if, if, if Jerry Jones is willing, because I think both of them are alpha guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Bill Belichick wants to have control. He's used to having control. Right. Will he relinquish that to, to Jerry Jones? I, I highly doubt that. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I highly <laughs> doubt that and vice versa. So um, with all that being said, I think Atlanta is a good fit. If they can bring an immediate mm-hmm. quarterback. They can go out there and get a franchise quarterback somewhere or a guy that can make an immediate impact. And they got to get a guy that can get the ball to Kyle Pitts, if that's going to be the case. Because if, you, if you're if you not going to get a guy to bring in there and get the ball to Kyle Pitts, then it's just a waste of time for whoever you bring in there. But I, I, I'll say – Atlanta, but they got to get a quarterback. But other than that, Jay, I just don't mm-hmm. see where he would fit at anywhere else. And what are players yeah. like him? There's so many times players that's don't true. even like Bill Belichick. That's, so that's yeah. he may not necessarily be the most uh, uh, relatable to players like yeah. they walk away to with the younger coaches yep. because they're more relatable. Mm-hmm. That may not, that may be a huge problem. Um, and then as far as other organizations, he's going to want full control. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a great point because you're right. Like K walk, if you think back to the eighties, right. You, you were not a head coach unless you were 55, 60, like it was an old man's job. And now we're seeing these younger coaches, man, in their thirties, late thirties, early forties, getting these jobs and having success. So these owners are more willing to bring in a guy that's a little bit younger because it, it absolutely used to be an old man's profession. Yeah, and right. I'm not saying 50s old, obviously. No, yeah. But, I mean, you know how it is. Like, those 50, 60, mm-hmm. 70, I mean, yeah. that's just what was on the sideline. But then I right. think the other point you made, too, about, like, if I'm a young organization trying to get on my feet, do I really want to hire a guy that might coach two, You're right. three, four years at the most? So, And then I got to go through change again. So, that's why, for me, I, I would probably prefer to look elsewhere. Yeah. All right, let's talk about one more coach, Jim Harbaugh, fresh off the national championship mm-hmm. at Michigan, interviewed with the Chargers. He's going to have some other interviews as well. Um, K-Walk, do you think when it's all said and done, he'll be on an NFL sideline, or do you see him back at Michigan? Yeah, I, I read somewhere that, you know, I think uh, Michigan reopened uh, negotiations, if I, if I read that correctly, that they're still trying mm-hmm. to keep Harbaugh. Um, I don't know if, if Harbaugh is using the NFL as a negotiation uh, ploy, you know, against the against Michigan. But, you know, I think that, you know, he doesn't have to do that. I think that, um, you know, whatever he asked for, especially coming off of a national championship, whatever he asked for, they probably just hand him a blank check and say, right. hey, listen, you just fill it out. Whatever the number you want to put in there, go ahead. Um, but uh, to answer the question, um, is there something that we're not we're not hearing? Is there's going to be some sanctions coming down in Michigan? You know, coming off of that Spygate, you know, if you will. Um, does he want to stay away from that? You know, he doesn't want to get hit with that. Um, does he does does he want to face another suspension? No, obviously he doesn't. <sighs> Jay, I'm, I'm you know something tells me that he he wants. I think I just think this is a ploy. Think it's a smoke screen, whatever reason. I think he stay he stays in Michigan. I think he stays in Michigan. My, mm-hmm. For some reason, my gut tells me he stays in Michigan. 
See, I actually think he's going to go to the NFL. I think okay. he, I think he wants to be an NFL coach. Uh, there were rumors last year that he was looking to get back into the mm-hmm. NFL. But the other thing that I think might give him the nudge is that he's done all. I mean, not that he couldn't win more championships at Michigan, right. but at least as a Michigan man, that he makes can sense. say, "Hey, I, like I came one. back. Yeah. I got you guys a national championship." I'm, I'm going to be on my way. And they can't be right. bitter about they can't that. Be I mean, that, he brought him a championship. So. You convinced me, Jay. I'm, I'm going. He's <laughs> so, going yeah, in if he's going to go, he better do it now. And then I yeah. think you're right, K-Walk. Even though there hasn't been a lot of talk about the sanctions, I do think there could be something coming down the pike. The NCAA doesn't do anything fast, so it could be five, six months from now. But at some point, they're going to have to answer for the the so-called, uh, you know, spy gate, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So I think it's a good time for him to get out while he's riding high. Yeah. Uh, but Britt, what say you? Where do you see Harbaugh landing? It's interesting because um, I also read a report about that contract extension, K-Walk. Um, mm-hmm. And it said, and I don't know how true this is, but it said that, um, Harbaugh is willing to enter negotiations as long as there's like some sort of immunity clause for whatever <laughs> sanctions that may come down, meaning the school cannot fire him for, you know, you got to be locked into the six year, I think $11.5 million uh, per year guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So, and you can't find him or fire him, whatever it may be. He might be able to get suspended. Um <clears throat> or maybe Pro Bowls, whatever it might be. Right. So I don't know if Michigan's going to want to do that because they could be some serious stuff. And then that's mm-hmm. that's a PR issue now. You know, that's that doesn't look good on your program at this point. And now you can't get rid of the head coach because you don't put that in the contract. So if that is true, I also think he's going into the NFL because I don't see Michigan, even if they're smart, remotely thinking of doing something, um, that crazy in my opinion because you want to be able to let go of this guy if it comes yeah. it could create some issues for the program um but i also agree i think he wants to be back in the nfl as well i think he wanted to be back in the nfl for a long time and i think he could make a difference with a lot of different nfl pro, uh, uh organizations whether that's the chargers whether maybe the eagles if that's an available job i'm not exactly sure but maybe the Cowboys, maybe the Cowboys which I hope yeah. you don't go there. Um, I think he could make a huge difference, and we'll see a different team uh, if he's the head coach. So I'm gonna say he goes to the NFL. Yeah, I think he's a really good coach too. Like wherever he goes, I think he'll make that team better. I don't think there's any question about that. All right, y'all, let's um let's jump into our rants real quick. If if y'all have, we got rants rated. We doing rants tonight. I, hey, I, well, I know you got. Yeah. I know you're good to go. So I'm gonna start with you, uh, Britt. Britt's kind of giving the I'm not sure look on the rant. Um, but K Walk, let's let's do it, man. Every week you get a minute. Say whatever's on your mind, on your heart. You get it off positive, negative, wherever you want to go. The floor is yours, K Walk. Let's hear you. Yeah, I, this is positive for sure, ladies and gentlemen. And and um, I, this could be also who's balling segment for me as well. But I'll, I'll keep it as the the rent, and I'll bigger up because I, I don't. I think this is flying under the radar. And that's Caitlin Clark, ladies and gentlemen. Caitlin Clark has been absolutely balling. I'm giving a praise all that. She's feeling all of this, this segments right now for me <laughs> uh, because she's on the verge of becoming the all-time division one uh leading scorer yeah um she can break uh kelsey plum's uh 
uh, a record of was it uh, three thousand five hundred twenty-seven points. Right now, she's uh, she's fifth right now uh, at three thousand two hundred seventy-four points. If she averages thirty-six point three points a game uh, up until February eleventh, she can break it against Nebraska. If she mm-hmm. only averages uh, twenty-three point, no, sorry, twenty-one points a game, she could break that um, on March third against Ohio State. So, so she's on the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's she's right there. So Caitlin Clark has been absolutely balling. She's, I'm, I'm praising her and all that. She's my rant right now. So Caitlin Clark, keep it up. I hope you break it uh, that record. I think you, you're going to do it, barring an injury, knocking on wood, ladies and gentlemen. I think she's going to do it sooner than later, especially been, uh, with the uh, the the, uh, the tear she's been on lately. Yeah, and they play tonight too. I, I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember mm-hmm. who they play tonight, but they I, they have a late like a ten o'clock tip off or nine o'clock something like that. So they so she'll 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 I think she'll pass Brittany Griner tonight. If yeah, I'm not mistaken. Four, I think yeah. she only needs like ten or so points to yeah. pass pass Brittany mm-hmm. Griner. Um, all right, I'm gonna go next. Um, man, I got a couple different rants here, but I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm a rant. I, I want to talk to 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 the Eagles fans. Because um, and not 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 Britney Jones, just you don't want to do that because he can't walk. (laughs) You know what happened on Saturday, and you guys know growing up in South Jersey, obviously we're connected to a lot of Eagles fans. My my Facebook, all the people we went to high school with, Eagles. Yes, Jay. Yes, boy, man, on Saturday afternoon after the Cowboys lost, I saw a lot of chatter, man, a lot of meme, a lot of jokes, and just just everything about how the Cowboys fell apart and how the Cowboys were going home and how the Cowboys weren't good enough. But man, it's funny how just a mere 24 hours later, how the tide turns, how the clock ticks, whatever you want to say, Eagles fans, you are sitting right next to us Cowboys fans on the same exact couch got beat just as bad or worse than we actually got beat. You weren't even competitive at all. And you lost to a, you? a team that is probably the worst team in the playoffs. So, Eagles fan, I hope you enjoyed the memes on Saturday because you are sitting right next to us here and going forward. That's all I got to say. I don't want to say too much, but I, I just wanted to get that out there. Um, Britt, do you have a rant for us or should we just skip on by you tonight? Please, football CJ. guys, help me. Help, help my 49ers. Please, football guys, help my 49ers. Jay. That will work if that will only work if every Eagles fan in Philadelphia and South Jersey really thought the Eagles were going to win. But since every Eagle, the majority of Eagles fans said, if you listen to Philadelphia media or wherever you want to listen to, the Eagles were going to lose. Your rant is just it, it fell short. I don't know, but I, <laughs> it I fell short. All the guys on my <laughs> Facebook page weren't saying that. They were like, get ready to watch the Eagles. You, you, you're Eagles, going to root Eagles, for Eagles. your That's team regardless. You're going to root for your team regardless of how you feel truly feel about them. That's just how things go. But if you really paid attention to how Eagles fans, and I live and I still live in South Jersey, Philadelphia area, so I'm hearing it every day. So your rant fell a little short this week. So I don't even got to come back at well, you with the Cowboys. Yeah. If I want to say something, then I can say 29 years of counting and just keep You're it You're right. Pushing. I mean, my but rant fell short, kind of like the Eagles. We both, we, we both fell short. You, you're still trying, but it's, it's not working. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I, I just, you, I'm just Jay, making an observation. Jay, I let you breathe this week. Go ahead. I all think right, my cool. video said it all. You good. Thanks, Britt. I appreciate <laughs> that. 
Yeah, I appreciate tough. it. That was tough. Um, all right, well, let's wrap it up, man. Let's wrap. Let's get out of here. We're gonna get out of here on time tonight. We don't hate the 49ers. I don't think neither one of us does. No, I actually I might root for the Cowboys. Might the Cowboys? Y'all had a long 90s rivalry. Yeah, I, I, I like the 49ers. I, I just like watching good football, and they, they just play good football. So they're they're a hard team for me. Not, not a real Cowboys fan. No, <laughs> no, I mean, and, and let's be honest, I never, <laughs> I never Most really Cowboys fan be like, I to the be a real, a real Cowboys fan. Um, <laughs> let's do who's balling and get out of here. K-Walk, is, is Caitlin Clark your who's balling too, or you got, you got something on the backup burner? No, nah, I'm gonna, you know, I, I, no, I do have something in the backup burner, man, I, and I'm gonna go with two guys here. We kind of touched on them, we talked about them throughout the show, so I'll stay with them here. And just uh, C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love and what they've done, and you know, first both of them, I know they're, you know, Jordan Love is what two, three year, three years, uh, four years uh, in the league, and first time as a as a uh, as a playoff. Um, you know, perform our appearance. Same thing with CJ Stroud as a rookie. They both had similar, um, you know, they both were two yards difference in exact same numbers. Both yeah. were 16 for 21. Both threw for three touchdowns. Both had the same QBR rating as well. Yep. The only difference is uh, CJ Stroud threw for 274 yards, whereas Jordan Love for 272 yards. Uh, both advanced. So, um, you know, those two young guys, man, and then they have the, the opportunity to get to their respective conference uh, uh, championships. So uh, hats off to those guys. And um, they, they both have been absolutely balling. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, good call. I was going to talk about CJ Stroud. I feel like I talked about him enough tonight. <laughs> I don't need to <laughs> say anything else about that. CJ Stroud. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go in a completely different direction. I'm going to take Ashlyn Watkins, basketball player at the University of South Carolina women's team, obviously. If you guys didn't see it, go, go check it. Go look for it after the show. She dunked in the game yesterday and it wasn't like one of those like barely pushing it over the rim mm-hmm. dunks it was a clean one hand dunk like it was a real dunk so okay. i'm gonna shout out ashton Watkins, great dunk in the uh south carolina women's basketball game ashlyn Watkins, absolutely balling brit who you got for us um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna switch things up. I'm gonna go. I'm a, well. You know what? I'm not gonna switch things up. I'm gonna keep it in the, the college basketball as well. Uh, I'm gonna shout out the whole team, the South Carolina Gamecocks. Um, they have been balling, and I mean blowing out yep. everybody they come to see. Uh, we, we kind of figured this. Don Stelly, uh, kind of lost last year. They didn't get as far as they wanted to, and now this team is back on back where they really wanted to be, and they are dogging people or I should say 17 yeah. and 0 right now they are undefeated as we state right before March Madness starts with about a month and a half so um so I gotta say South Carolina Gamecocks you are balling yeah they've been great they've been great I've been watching them every every week they've been great um all right y'all good show that was a lot of fun not too much not too much back and forth between you and I Brit so that was nice as well um oh yeah 27 0. I'm 20? messing with you. I'm messing with you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Brit, you know, after at that, least, video, at least that, we scored in the first. 
That video was You could have just yeah. played drop, the video drop the mic and that, and one, that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Another word. You should have played that on your rant. That should have been and your rant. We, you were the, we could hear you out in the back yeah. cracking yeah. up yeah. on the, yeah. the headphones. I mean, yeah. that, that video was that was rough. That was rough. that was for all my true cowboy yeah. fans. Yeah, that was Jay, that you're, was, you're, you're iffy. I gotta <laughs> give you credit for that, Britt. That was that was nice. That was nice. All right, okay, well, let the people know where to find you and, and what you're looking forward to. Yeah, good stuff there, guys, for sure. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can catch me on uh, Facebook, Kevin Walker, on Instagram, Kevin.Walker142, uh, uh, and um, Twitter X, Twix, whatever you want to call it, at Kevin Walker142. And you can catch me tomorrow night on um, Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Anywhere you find your podcast, ladies and gentlemen, it's Sports Talk with Kay Walk and E. Scott on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Jay, uh, Britt, we're, we're, we're asking you to come on, man. You got because my, my, my co host, E. Scott, Scott, you got to answer to the congregation <laughs> about the Cowboys <laughs> and about the Eagles. So you got to come and join the congregation and, and, and then, and then, find, and let us know. Let no You know how it go, Britt. You know how it go. You was on last week, Britt. We still appreciate you. Um, great listeners, everyone that enjoys your uh, your insight, uh, Britt, for sure. So tomorrow night, 7 p.m., wherever you find your podcast, ladies and gentlemen, never had it so good. Sports Reading Media Network, Sports Talk with K Walk and E. Scott. I hope I and I'm looking forward to uh just uh while a divisional round, my 49ers. Gonna be sweating, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, you know in the thread, I don't answer anything during the game. So, however the game goes, good or bad, I'm not responding, ladies and gentlemen. Really so, and, and yeah, I don't, I don't. So, because I'm so locked in. So, but nonetheless, looking forward to uh, to that uh, for sure. All right, good stuff, K Walk. Yeah, you guys can find me at Jason Talk Sports on all social media platforms. And yeah, K Walk, like you, man, I just can't wait for the weekend. I'm ready to watch some more playoff football. The games have been entertaining so far. Not all the games have been great, but they they've all been entertaining. So sure. uh, definitely looking forward to some more football. And then uh, uh, you know, uh, as football winds down, you know, I'll, I'll lock in more on, on basketball. Uh, but yeah, man, just. Looking forward to these playoff games and see who who can win and, and survive in advance. That's kind of where we're at right now. Britt, what say you? Um, you guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at Brittany Monique. At Brittany Monique is right there at the bottom of the screen. Um, and I'm looking forward to absolutely more NFL um, football, NFL playoffs. I guess you could say football. Hopefully, the defenses in these games can step up. I need more defensive games here um, versus just pure offensive um and then basketball you know college basketball is really starting to ramp up a lot more um and then i know my sixers are playing the nuggets right now great one going on great one going on right now check that yeah out. i think but i mean it's i got it up i don't know if the score is right it might have changed um but i, I had like 87 83 sixers mm-hmm. um for all those who think joe will be one of Duck out on Get out of here. <laughs> that Man can't even be hurt without somebody thinking he's dunking, ducking. But as he said in his press conference, I don't give two craps about what they say about and that. And he should. And he uh, should. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. And yeah, off season right. too. Hopefully, I hear news. The Eagles. <laughs> I'm hoping it should come. If, if they're gonna do it, they gotta do, do it. it. They gotta baseball. do it soon. Yeah, gotta do it soon because you got top tier head coaches getting gonna get hired fast. So we'll yep. see. Yep. 
All right, y'all. That was a lot of fun. Ladies and gentlemen, please, like like Britt said earlier, like, share, subscribe. Uh, you could also check us out at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and on Spotify. We'll be back here live next Tuesday at 7 p.m. to talk about all the games. And uh, we appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you then. So for Brittany Jones, Kevin Walker, I'm Jason Collins. We'll see you next week. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports.